Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Oh, good morning, yo, 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 everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on a Sunday morning. It is that being said, our regular Sunday morning tradition starting off a little early today. Some of you have a little bitness to take care of uh, a little bit later. That's why we're kicking off a little bit early. Remember, though, folks, starting in week number one, we moved to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, three-hour block, talking about the NFL, the weeks to come. And, folks, an exciting year heading forward. There's just got some big feelings about this year. And uh, lots of things going on as far as teams are concerned. We are going to cover the AFC and NFC East today. We're going to do that starting in the second half of the show, 1030, when we're going to kick that off. Cuervo's going to be calling in here any minute. He's going to finish his predictions about the NFC West. We got unfortunately cut off because of Blog Talk Radio. Thank you very much. So we're going to finish up that. But here locally, here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, for those right here, my Lopes right there, my Rowlett buddies, my Rowlett arm guys, we're, we're connected at the hip. Rowlett Eagles football starts up September 1st. So what are we going to do about it, folks? Friday night, 7 p.m., Dickie's Barbecue, the preseason broadcast live remote from Dickies. And myself, as well as the Eagle Eye, Bill Serna, your host for your radio play-by-play this year. Obviously, we've been doing this. We have been doing this now, going on. This is going to be our seventh season in basketball our sixth in football, and folks, it's getting better and better and better. We saw all four years of of uh, a young man by the name of Logan Bonner who could end up being the starter over at Arkansas. They're still fighting that battle out, um, and we'll know here soon about that. I want we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, as well as where some of our guys are, and you know, um, so. Get excited about it because it's going to be a good show. Dickie's Barbecue, Friday, 7 p.m. First of all, it's Friday. No excuse not to go. Second of all, it's at 7 p.m., so no work schedules. Get your butt over to Dickie's. Meet myself and the Eagle Eye. Uh, We're going to try to get some people to come out for this um, as we just kind of thought, 
We need to get out there so people can hear us. We need to get out there so people can see us. And we're going to be out there shaking hands. I'm so excited about the idea of what we're going to be over at Dickie's. And I'm sure there's going to be some Dickie's um, specials and things like that uh, for coming on out on Friday at 7 o'clock. So it's going to be an exciting time, live remote yet again, coming to you from Dickie's. Don't you miss it. I'm going to be putting it all out on the social media to where people can see it and know what's going on. So be ready for that. That's going to be one of the things that we're going to do to start this season. An exciting season headed for the Rowlett Eagles. So um, make sure you're a part of it. Come on out and see us. Shake our hands. Let us have some Dickie's barbecue, which, by the way, their turkey out of sight. And I mean out of sight. It is it's not just good. It's good. Dickie's Barbecue. And they got all kinds of stuff out there. Not only that, you get free ice cream while you're there. <laughs> awesome stuff. So make sure that is Friday, the 25th of August, 7 p.m. Dickie's. That, uh the George Bush of the 66, right there in that building next to Target. So get on out there. Come out and see us. We're going to get that. We're going to start the posting of that um, on probably a little bit later on today um, when I get back from taking care of my fitness. Um, I got about three or four hours of fitness I got to do uh, right after the show here today. So an exciting stuff coming up here on the Couch Potato Sports Show So remember, starting week number one of the NFL season, by the way, just to let you know, that's in three weeks, okay, we'll be setting up at 9 a.m. And we're going to talk about all the games. We're going to talk about all the teams. We're going to talk about uh, things that are going on in the world of the NFL. Now, before we get started, I'm going to jump into a little Dallas Cowboys news. We are going to cover the NFC East uh, today and starting at 1030. So um, be ready for that. But as far as news is concerned, the, the Dallas Cowboys, there's a lot of stuff going on. Now, that having been said, the Dallas Cowboys get the victory last night in a preseason game, okay, against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I, I'm not a great big fan. If, if you listen to the show, you know, you know my feelings about preseason. I'm not a fan of preseason football. It doesn't do me any good. I, I don't see a lot in preseason. It, no, nothing really impresses me when it comes to that game, okay? But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you a couple of things, okay? Number one, Darren McFadden, you've got to hold on to the football. And what I mean by that is it's really simple. You've got a situation where you are going to be the man. And what's happening is you are not doing your job. You are not holding on to the ball. You are not doing what you have to do. And that is a problem. And I say this because we don't want any problems if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. And I know that is big right here in Dallas. They want to see it. We're, I'm, we're going to talk about it. 
Um, but uh, Jalen Smith for the Dallas Cowboys makes his debut. So, um, and really in reality, did you watch the game? Because if you watch the game, you got to be concerned. And I say you have to be concerned for a couple of reasons. Number one, when you are a, I, I, I guess the way to put it, when you're a Dallas Cowboy fans and you get the victory, you have a tendency to look at things and you have a tendency to look at things in a wrong way. What I mean by is when you saw that game and you saw a victory, you feel good about your Dallas Cowboys. Folks, I'm going to tell you, you don't feel good about your Dallas Cowboys, I promise you. And if you do, I'm going to tell you, you don't want to feel good about your Dallas Cowboys because it was not a pretty sight. In fact, if anything, they might have got a dose of reality by watching what happened. Darren McFadden, big-time thing. So you've got to hold on to the ball. Darren McFadden cannot fumble the football without Zeke in the lineup. And your Dallas Cowboys, you've got to figure that out before you get too far into this because it could get ugly, and it could be ugly quick. And so we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys when we go into our NFC East talking. So we got the AFC and the NFC here. But that having been said, let's bring them on board. After I push the button, there it is. You didn't know. In case you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. That's right, it's Sunday for me. That being said, it's the fine co-host of this program. It's Cuervo. How you doing, my friend? Good morning, Sonny. I'm good. How are you, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. Let's jump in. No, I, I wanna I wanna get right back to the NFC, before we were rudely interrupted two weeks ago. Now, folks didn't know I was down in Arizona doing some business with my papa. So we didn't get on there. We wanted to. Believe me, folks, I wanted to. Just couldn't happen. That having been said, we talked about the the AFC and who we thought were going to win. And I got that out when I talked about the NFC East. We talked about the bottom two. Of course, you know, you're looking at this division. You got the Rams completely on the bottom. Then at that point, you move up a little bit. You get San Francisco. We're both agreement on that, Guervo. Let's talk about your third place team. Who is your third place team, and what's what is your thinking when you take a look at that? Uh, when, when it, you know, when it comes to NFC West, I mean, I think I think we all know that it, it's it's about two teams. So. With that said, the the third team out since I have, um, I think I believe I said San Francisco last. Um, so actually, you know what, Sonny, I I've been doing some thinking. I think I might switch that around. I think I'm going to have the Rams finish last. And I'm gonna Rams finish last. Finish, Rams finish last. Niners will finish third. I think just the the hiring of Kyle Shanahan alone is really going to help boost this San Francisco 49ers ball club um, as far as, you know, division placement. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team or anything like that. Uh, however, They'll I get do better. Think that, I think I do think they're pointing in – I think they're going in the right direction a lot quicker than the Rams are. Just with that hiring alone, of Kyle, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to be a solid head coach. Uh, and, I mean, you know, coming from the roof that he comes from, 
I think I think he's gonna he's gonna be just fine. So that's why I like the Ram or the uh, 49ers to finish third, and I actually I'm gonna take the Rams to finish dead last in this division. I'm right there with you because the Rams it's definitely uh, yeah they just. It, it, there's no improvement. And, and I watched Jared Goff last night, by the way, um, you know, in the Ram or, or whatever the, it, it, he, he still doesn't have it underneath this week, Cuervo. So I'm right there with you. I can't, I can't have a, any kind of movement. I don't feel confident enough to move him up. So that having been said, you got the Rams in the last, you got San Francisco, who you got finishing second in this division. So coming in second, this, and, and this was really, really tough because when I look at these two teams, um, you know, a lot of people would say, well, Seattle's got to be the obvious choice, right? Well, not not so much because, I mean, Sonny, I mean, and you would be the first one to talk about it. I know you would. You know, with, mm-hmm. with the problems that are going on in Seattle internally. Um, yes. In, in, the, in the sense of, uh, you know, people starting to question Pete Carroll. And, and that's something I never thought I would see. I never thought I would hear about players, especially star players, questioning Pete Carroll. And that's got me worried. If I'm a Seahawks fan, Sonny, I'm really worried about that. And a lot of Seahawks fans are going to try and, and blow it off and say, ah, oh, it's, just, it's just their competitive nature or whatever the, their excuse is going to be. But you really have to take a look at that and say this is a problem. This is a problem to the point where – it's going to affect this football team's performance every Sunday. So, you know, with that said, a lot of people um, still would pick Seattle to finish uh, winning this division, and I'm going to do the same. I'm going to take Seattle to win the division and have Arizona finish second, but I'm going to tell you, Sonny, that that it could go either way. I mean, it could come down to, and I know I'm not looking at the schedule right now, but if, if there's a week, if the week 17 matchup is Seattle versus Arizona, that game will determine, will determine uh, who wins that division. I think that's how. Well, Cuervo, let me, let me just jump, let me just jump in there and give you some information that you may or may not know. They, the Seattle Seahawks, they are going to lose out on their left tackle position, and this one's a big one. George Font is out for the season with the season-ending ACL. He is done. So that having been said, that left tackle spot, Cuervo, you know, the man, that's a big loss for this offensive line. It's a hu- it is. It's a huge loss. I mean, I know that, I know that but – However, I would, I would say that 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 is an injury that not a lot of teams can, I guess, kind of uh, mask or kind of uh, you know bounce back from. I guess you could say. So with that said, I, I I still like what everything else that Seattle brings to the table as far as their defense, as far as. What they do on offense, um, and, I mean, and I think it all, it's all going to depend on Eddie Lacy. You know, I mean, I, we all know what oh, yeah. we're from Russell Wilson. I want to see how Eddie Lacy looks, well, not just physically, but how does he look, uh, you know, does, does he know the playbook? Does he know his assignments? Does he know when to uh, pick up that extra block for Russell Wilson? Uh, does he know 
you know, those, those certain things, the way, the way that the Seahawks do, because that's going to be a, that's going to be a very important thing. And especially like you said, with the, with this left tackle that they, that they just um, had go out. Second year guy. So, yeah. And he's a young guy too. So, um, yep. you know, that's, that's what I want to see from the Seahawks. Um, I just think talent-wise, I think they're a better team overall than Arizona. You look at Carson Palmer. I mean, what is he? Thirty-seven now, thirty-eight years old. He's he's up. He's getting up there in age, Sonny. So, yeah. Um, I, I I and I don't even know if you can count on him for the whole season. And then now now it comes to well, who's their backup quarterback? I have no idea. Like I said, I'm not looking at the roster right now, so I have no idea who their backup quarterback is. So that concerns me if, if I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan. Now, so that, yep. that's why I, I slightly, slightly like Seattle to win this division over Arizona, but it's going to be the slimmest of margins, Sonny. If Seattle loses a game that they're not expected to lose or, or, or you know, where they're the favorites and they lose – then Arizona will win the division. That's how close I think it is. If if Seattle sneezes the wrong way, they're going to lose this division. That's how close I think it's going to be. In taking a look at what the, the Seattle Seahawks, they've got a lot of problems without question. Um, you, you've got Michael Bennett making a statement along with Colin Kaepernick, you know, doing the standing and getting team unity, trying at, at the uh, beginnings of games. And all that, these, I'm going to tell you, it's not that I, I dislike what they're doing. I'm all for whatever they're doing. The problem is when it comes to football, when it comes to the NFL, what does it mean, Cuervo? Not for long. Meaning that you better do your job. You can do whatever you want, but you better be able to do your job when it comes time. My question is to you, and maybe the understanding, when you look at this, are those off-the-field distractions going to affect this team. Not only that, you, we were talking about, hey, I brought up this Pete Carroll thing last year. I saw this thing brewing at the beginning of the season, and it has gotten to where it is now. So you got the combination of Pete Carroll, you have the combination of off the field, and I don't want to say problems. How about issues? Things that are not, those are the things that tend to tick off coaches. Those are the things that usually tend to keep players' minds off of the game, and that is not good in this league. If you can't keep your head in the game, not for long comes a big, big time thing that players got to worry about. It, it, it does, Sonny. Um, do I think it's going to be a problem or a distraction as the season goes along? I think. I think that it all depends on how far you know these guys are willing to take their stance, so to speak. If it's just you know the the you know the knee or or they're gonna sit down. It, it's gonna sound weird and and it's not a good thing. Uh, however, I think if it if it stops at that, um, people you know we we get we get uh, accustomed to certain things or we we get used sure. to doing, seeing certain things or so if it gets to the point where all we're seeing is is guys sitting for the National Anthem or kneeling for the National Anthem. Yeah, it, it, it ticks you off. But it's like, oh, here's, an, here's another one. Yep, he's, he's doing that. He's doing the kneeling thing too. He's doing the sitting. And then we just kind of dismiss it from there. 
So right now, if it gets to, if it gets to the point where they try to do some other type of stance that is going to make headlines and people are going to be talking about it, that's when it becomes a distraction and that's when it becomes a problem. So I, that's why I say yeah, I think it all depends on how far Michael Bennett or any other members of the Seattle Seahawks are willing to take their you know stance against America or, or however you want to call it. Sure. The thing that scares me about that, though, Sonny, is we're talking about Michael Bennett. If there's one yes. guy on that Seattle Seahawks football team that will that would overstep the boundary, it's Michael Bennett. You could say what Absolutely. you want about Richard Sherman. You could say what you want about Richard Sherman, but I think he has a sense of respect when it, when it comes to you know the the I wouldn't say the league, but you know. Uh, uh, I mean, the American flag or things outside of the National Football League. You know, he's, he's been outspoken at times, but that's all he's done. He's, he's, right. he's said things. He's never really done anything to show any disrespect towards the league or, uh, or you know, the American colors for that, for that matter. So um, that's what I worry about if I'm the Seattle Seahawks. Is how far is Michael Bennett going to take this thing? Is it going to make headlines, or is he just going to be another another guy that's going to, you know, sit or kneel for the national anthem? Absolutely. By the way, just to let you know, the backup quarterback in Seattle is Austin Davis, the longtime journeyman backup that you know, big time in Indianapolis. Uh, so uh, there, that's the backup. And I think about those two quarterbacks. You know, you look at Austin Davis, then you look, you know, at what's going on with Russell Wilson. Those are not that same quarterback where, though, that's the only thing that scares me about the backup position in Seattle. Um, Those aren't the same guys, okay? Russell Wilson is a complete different quarterback. Maybe that's what they need in that as far as not being ready for something. Uh, The team, I think, can change. It's all about scheme. So when they bring in that quarterback, it's just about changing the scheme and what they're going to do. Now, granted, they're used to doing something else with Russell Wilson, but it's easy enough for them to change it. It's about the defense on whether or not they'll be ready for an Austin Davis, and that's one of the things. If if you are going to play the Seattle Seahawks, the team, the guy you're worried about, of course, is Russell Wilson. It's not anybody else. So that having been said, that's the backup situation. Now, you thought the Seattle Seahawks were going to win the division. You take a look at the uh, Cardinals. The Cardinals all around are such a and, – and last night's preseason game. Kind of put it in perspective for me, Mitch, made me feel good about my pick of them winning this division. They're playing well, yes, in preseason. You can't normally look at that, but it's a little bit different when you look at the Arizona Cardinals. I'll tell you the reason why. Number one, they got Blaine Gabbard as their backup quarterback. That guy's going to see some action quite possibly, Cuervo, and that guy's got to be ready. He's got to be sharp. He's got to be, you know, Carson Palmer. He's got to be him. And the backup quarterback position, Carson Palmer, Blaine Gabbard, that's the same guy. So when I look at the backup quarterback position in Arizona, they don't lose a beat with the Blake Gabbard if he has got to step in and take over. I don't know if you had an opportunity to see the preseason game last night with the Arizona Cardinals, but Blake Gabbard, he looks sharp as a tack. Uh, and I hate to say it because I'm not a Carson Palmer fan. I don't, I don't think this guy's got the goods for the whole season. 
That's why I say they got to have the good backup. Carson Palmer looked very good as well, Cuervo. So the Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals are going to be battling that out for supremacy right there in the NFC West. Right, right. And, and I feel the same way. I, I I didn't get a chance to watch the uh, Arizona Cardinals game, and I'm I'm very aware of who they played. But yes. uh, <laughs> I think I, I didn't get a chance to see any highlights, though, but I know it was a, it was a very, very close game. I think it was a one-point game, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah. Um, Tris, Trubisky actually, yeah. Looked, actually looked good against Ferds. Um, but take away from that. <laughs> take away from that. They 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 didn't start Trubisky in that. You, you know who they started. So you, you're looking at your your football team and how it's going for your Bears. So you got that to look for for too. So uh, the Arizona Cardinals. I, I jump back to them. I look at their running game. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. The best running game is going to be from Arizona. It's not going to be in in, in uh, L.A. or not uh, Oakland, I mean. It's not going to be in Oakland. It's not going to be anywhere else because I'm going to tell you right now, this dude Johnson, he is – I'm telling you, he's on the cusp of breaking out. Now, if anybody knows anything about Sonny Clark, okay, I'm not going to give the Arizona Cardinals praises until they do something to prove me differently. And they have, and the reason being is, is, and I'm going to put it right there on the shoulders of the coach. This is a football coach that, for the Arizona Cardinals, that Bruce Arians has been able to sell what he's sell what he's selling. I mean, the buyers have the buyers of that being the players have bought what he is selling, and the Arizona Cardinals. They they just look different with Bruce Arians at the top, Cuervo. Yeah, they they do look different, Sonny, and, and and you know, and that's it's a good thing. I mean, I I think you know Bruce Arians is a guy that is well respected in that in that organization, um, not just from players. I think all over, but absolutely. Um, you know, I I really, you know, I, a lot of people thought that he should have taken a different job. But um, I think at the end of the day, when you look at how this team has been performing and how close they got to a Super Bowl two years ago, and and all and all those things that factor in, I think he he absolutely, um, you know, made the right decision based on the team that he decided to go to. So um, I, I really feel like he, for himself, hit the jackpot in in, in the. Uh, the team that he decided to coach so um you know and that's so, another, but that's another thing too Sonny you know a lot of people aren't haven't mentioned it but um that's another thing you gotta think about too with Arizona is is the health of Bruce Arians like I mean and of course I don't wish anything bad on Bruce Arians I, I just hope that he can he can coach the whole season without having to step away issues. for a game or yep. two with, with any type of uh, medical issues. I mean, because it could happen. We've seen it happen before. So, um, you know that that's something that you got. You know, if you're a Cardinals fan, you got to hope that 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 he can stick stick around and and, and make it through the season, um, and and not have any type of health problems. Because, like I said, if, if I'm not mistaken, it happened a year ago or two years ago where. He had to step away for a cup for a little bit, and he came back. Games. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, 
you know, that, that can really affect the team if that actually does happen where a co- your coach has to leave the team for a little while. I mean, look at how I mean, with Chuck Pagano it happened when he was in and he took over in Indianapolis. So he's had, he's been on both sides of it. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's, so. you know, pray for good health for right. experience the whole season. All right, so who wins the division in the West Cuervo? Is it Arizona Cardinals or Seattle? Uh, Seattle will win. Um, I think it's going to be neck and neck. Like I said, if Seattle loses a game that they're favored in or you just don't expect to happen, um, then, then Arizona, that's how close I think it is. I think Arizona wins the division at that point. And I've got the Arizona Cardinals winning the division um, on my side. So so that's where we stand. We stand right on the AFC, uh, on the the AFC side of the West. We differ a little bit in the NFC. So uh, Cuervo's going to step away. He's going to go get that butt. You know, those Marine guys, when, when their hair gets a quarter of an inch just a little too long, it drives them nuts, and that's what's going on here. So Cuervo's going to go take care of the things that's driving him nuts. He's going to be back. We're going to take our quick break here to start the show. Cuervo, we'll see you about 1030, 1045. Aye, sounds good, Sonny. I will be there. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to look at NFL news before we open that up to AFC and NFC East. We'll start with the NFC East, um, and we'll do that here uh, we'll look at the news and everything after the break. We'll talk about some of the things that happened in the football games last night in the NFL. We'll do that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we'll be right back. And I push the button again. There it goes. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-Star HVAC Contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-Star HVAC Contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-Star HVAC Contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. 
Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice at your Rally at Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Working man in sports radio, a guy that don't care about the image of that, regardless of what anybody says. If you don't need the image of the couch potato, Sonny Clark, or you think it affects everything that I do, or influences in a negative way, I got words for you. There's two of them. Up yours, don't care. Okay, that's four. Up yours, don't care. So I'll put that out there just for some, you know, somebody knows who I'm talking about to them. It's amazing how you hear certain things from people, and when you actually heard it from the horse's mouth at the same time, it is what it is. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Folks, don't forget, big time stuff right here for my book, right here around left, folks. If you're not going to get on down to Dickie's Barbecue, you don't want to meet the Couch Potato Sports Show or the Eagle Eye Bill Serna. You you guys got to come down and see us. Come down and see us. Shake our hands. Say hi to us as we do the preseason, you know, kind of like a look at sort of like what we're doing right here, but it's all Rowlett Eagles. Lots of changes going on. Lots of seniors have moved on. And 
Got lots of new guys. Um, a, a big loss. Ladarius Dickens, big loss for this football team. Uh, what are they going to do about that? Sometimes when you look at the last year, you lose Ladarius Dickens. It, it's it, it's a huge thing. After that, you lose Logan Bonner. You know, it, it, it just guys after guys after guys. What has this football team been able to do? Granted, nine and two on the season. How good is that nine and two? We got to look at that. We're going to look at all of that. Um, a good football squad headed into this season. And, folks, I am so jarred. And the reason why, we didn't do play-by-play for indoor football this year. So, you know, Sonny Clarks is jonesing to call touchdown. Rally Eagles. So, so I'm jonesing, and I'm ready to go. So, make sure you join us. Get out there. First of all, it's a Friday, no excuse. Second of all, it's 7 p.m., no excuse. Come have dinner. Come check it out. There'll be specials. Come on down. See the couch potato. And shake our hands. And see the eagle eye, Bill Cerna. This is a great opportunity. And I want everybody to come out. I want to meet everybody. I want to shake their hands. This is, And we're going to try to do this a little bit more often. Now, granted, the idea was to do it in the uh, in the bye week, but I'm actually going to go see my pops. Um, so, unfortunately, we won't be able to do it in the bye week. We're going to try to find a day that maybe we can do this three or four times in the regular season. Definitely, we're going to do it before the playoffs. If, luckily, fingers crossed that the Raleigh Eagles do qualify for the playoffs. So, that's already a given. And we're going to find a place. I, I don't know. Will it be Dickies? Will it be someplace else? I don't know. We'll figure that out. It will be. But, by the way, all this is being brought to you by Western General Contractors, folks. And I'm going to tell you right now, and this this is one of the things. You know, I got a great sponsor in Western General Contractors. And I'm going to tell you right now, my my friendship with Butch Wesson Definitely, you know, I have a bias, and, and I, I, I am capable of admitting a bias. But when you, but when you first of all, when you got a guy that Butch Wesson is, okay, he's a family man. He wants to work hard. He tries to make people happy. He tries to help people save money. Now, folks, in the business world, a guy that does that, Usually that kind of thinking, okay, is a disaster when you're talking business. Can't do that kind of stuff in business. Butch Wesson has made it possible for that to happen. And he is the sponsor of the pregame shows that we're going to be doing during the regular season. So that's a good thing. And he's a good guy. And and I'm hoping he can be out there. we just finalized this five minutes before we came up on air. So I am hoping that Butch Wesson can come on out and uh, get with us and be a part of that as far as concerned. Good guy, good and, and wife is awesome. Kelly is awesome. Um, not only that, they're big indoor football fans. I mean, so they you know go out to the Texas Revolution games. Um, I got them hooked up on that because when football season's over, it's not over. When the NFC, when the uh, NFL season's over, 
Football season's not over if you're an indoor football fan. It just starts right back up. And Butch Wesson, we appreciate his sponsorship. So let's hear a little bit about Butch Wesson real quick, right here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And his business is a fine sponsor of the pregame show for the Rowlett Eagles. Take a listen. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. And the pre-game show Awesome man, I, I and I, I love Butch and frankly doing it. And I, yes, I got a personal relationship with the guy, but I'm going to tell you right now when it comes to anything that needs to be done on my home, my telephone call goes to Butch Wesson. Period, folks. I'm going to tell you, I, I and I, I don't give a lot of personal ones out there, I, I don't do that a lot. I don't give out there and say, Hey, this is the guy you got to see. But I'm telling you right now, if you go somewhere else, you run the risk of paying too much. You run the risk of get, getting the job done you, uh, correctly. You also, also, you run the risk of the job not getting done completed. I mean, we've already seen stories about that, how some contractors have come in the area and not finished the job. If you would have went to Butch Wesson, guess what? That wouldn't have happened. So, Wesson General Contracting, 214-200-5588. Make sure you get on over there. Thanks, Butch Wesson, for that. And, obviously, uh, the regular sponsorship for the uh, games as well as the uh, the Sunday morning show is, obviously, he's a, a sponsor of as well. So, um, we keep it local. Now, that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. We're going to get Cuervo back here at about 1030 because he's going to get it high and tight. So that having been said, your Dallas Cowboys, they get the victory in the preseason game. But I want to ask a question. If you watch the game, are you worried? Because I think you should be. Why should you be worried about it? I'm going to tell you the reason why. When you set and ready to go, I mean, Dak, I don't I don't want to I don't want people to think that I'm beating up on Dak. Because frankly, that is the thing that saved this franchise from being yet a laughing stock yet again last season. If the Dallas Cowboys brought in Tony Romo, you would not have seen what happened out on that football field that year. I promise you that. And I, and guess what? I, I get some mad love for Tony Romo. I do. And frankly, and, and this is a guy where I'll just say, I'm rolling. <clears throat> Sorry, let me. Let me clear the chest here. I was was wrong about Tony Romo. I I thought they should have brought him back immediately. When he was ready, boom, boom, boom. But one game became three. Three games became four, five, six. And what? They haven't lost? What? They haven't lost? What? So, and then I bought on. I mean, I, I don't know what it is about the Dallas Cowboys offensive line not wanting to block on folks. And I'm telling you, I, I've been called crazy. <laughs> I get kind of used to it. But I've been called crazy. Sonny, what do you mean they're not blocking for Tony Romo? I'm telling you right now, those blocks were not coming for Tony Romo. 
in the years before that, and when Dak Prescott got in, there was a change. There was a change in that offensive line. I'm telling you, I think the offensive line was tired of blocking for this guy. Now, granted, I know how insane that sounds, but, but for Dallas Cowboy fans, this is something that it's a miracle. I mean, we were talking about it not last year, but the year before that. People were talking about the offensive line being the best in the NFL. Sorry, it wasn't. Now, talent-wise, they did, but that that offensive line did not come together for two years before Dak stepped in, and that is just evident. Tony Romo goes down in the uh, preseason game, you know, on the back, and then all of a sudden Dak Prescott's got to carry the team on his shoulders. Guess what? He did a damn good job. So that's something to keep track of. You're Dallas Cowboys, but I don't know. Jalen Smith makes his debut last night uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Is that a good thing, bad thing? How did he do? Did you watch the game? What was your opinion about what you saw? Because this guy, Jalen Smith, is going to be a guy that is going to be dependent upon to be a guy that makes some, uh, makes some work, okay? So the majority of the starters, they were in early. And then their, uh, in their third preseason game, they actually had an extra one because of the Hall of Fame game. They were able to beat the Colts at their home opener right there in Dallas. Dak Prescott, it's preseason, but he's just doing what he's supposed to. Seven of eight, 108 yards, touchdown, boom. Get his ass out of there because you don't want that guy hurt. 32-yard strike to Des Bryant. I'm going to tell you right now, and – Sonny Clark, everybody knows Sonny Clark's not a Des Bryant fan, but I'm going to tell you what, I won't deny the talent, I'll deny the punk, but as far as the talent is concerned, if those two start getting on the same page consistently, that could be a deadly, deadly. So watch out for that. Good stuff going on for them as uh, Kellen Moore, you know, that, and that's the problem, guys. There's no Tony Romo backing it up, although I think there's a gentleman's agreement with uh, Jerry Jones. I'm telling you right now, that's what's going on. There is a gentleman's agreement between Tony Romo and Jerry Jones that if that Prescott comes down, that Tony Romo will be in uniform. And that just magnifies what has ended up happening so far right now when you look at this, and I'll tell you the reason why. He struggled. He was 10 of 20, 131 yards, and fumbled near the end zone. And I'm going to tell you right now, that resulted in a Colts touchdown. It, I'm not saying it's okay to turn over the ball, but you got to make sure they don't score if you turn that ball over. That, that's on the defense. they got to make sure. Now, granted, shouldn't have been on the ground first, but I'm going to tell you right now, that's going to be huge. Now, that having been said, Darren McFadden fumbles the football. Alfred Morris, you know, Rod Smith, all they played okay. And they can still run the ball. Everybody thought, oh, they got the best offensive line. Anybody can run behind them. I, I think I don't know about that. Now, I know that's a popular thought, but I don't know how I feel about it. 
Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield compared to Darren McFadden, Alfred Morrison, Rod Smith. I'm going to tell you there's a big difference in that talent. And I'm not an Ezekiel Elliott fan off the field. On the football field, I'm not going to deny the talent. Look what he did for this football team last year. Now, we can argue all back and forth on whether or not that Ezekiel Elliott should or should not be suspended. But we can argue it all day long. It's not going to change the difference. Okay? The guy's gone for six weeks. One of those three dudes are going to have to step up the football. And if they don't, those six games, I'm going to tell you, folks, the Cowboys need to go three and three. If they go anything worse, this could get ugly for you fans. Okay? You're going to have to depend upon whether or not Dak Prescott can carry the ball for this team. Defensively, there's a lot of stuff going on. We'll talk about that when we talk about Dallas Cowboys on our preview. But Kellen, Kellen Moore, come on. So, you got to look at what's going to be coming at you when you got the Dallas Cowboys. Jalen Smith out there for the first time. So that is huge. Second round selection, Jalen Smith makes his NFL debut. That could be something that it's a feel-good story. And I, I, I was reading somewhere, I think it was in the Landry hat, because sometimes I take a look at that, uh, because you want to talk about people who are dialed in. Landry hat, let me tell you something, they're dialed in, okay? But they're talking about the fact that the Dallas Cowboys, they make bad decisions and things of that sort, and, and that's regarding personal conduct offside the football field. Um, and he is definitely a um, – contributed factor uh, to that story. But I'm going to tell you right now, Ezekiel Elliott's no different than some of the past problems like the Des Bryant that they had. Um, guess what? They'd rather have Zeke Elliott than not have Zeke Elliott. And, and frankly, folks, I think there's only two or three running backs that might be better. Now, off the field, Punk, don't like him. You know, I don't want to hear the stories about him. I'm tired of it. Okay? And, and like I said, we can argue back and forth on whether or not you think he should be suspended. Roger Goodell says no, he's suspended. That's the end of this, discuss, this discussion because when it comes to that situation that he's being accused of, whether right or wrong, whether or not there's proof or not, the NFL goes by what a lot of people do in when it comes to court. Okay, they go by the burden of proof. They go by the likelihood that it happened more so than, oh, they don't have enough evidence to move forward with it, but something happened. That's what their thinking is. Now, whether or not you think that's right or wrong, we can sit here and argue that all day long, too. But until the Players Association gets involved with that to make it a change, that's not going away. I mean, these, once that decision is handed down, now Jerry Jones is going to fight it. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is what this man needs to do. He needs to fight this. I'm not saying it's right or wrong six games. I'm not going to go out on this one because I've got a, I've got a personal feeling about this. And Cowboy fans will love my personal feeling because 
really simple. The stories that are flying around are stories that Sonny Clark warns every athlete about on this show. You've got to be careful who you associate with. There's a whole story about the bum lying in the, in the street, but this pig was walking down the street, and it was so cold. He said, man, I'm just going to snuggle up next to this bum to stay warm. And he sits there and lays down there for about 10, 15 minutes, and a limousine pops by. And the window goes down. There's this beautiful woman in the back of this limo, and she just shakes her head and said, birds of a feather flock together. And then the pig thought about it for a second, and he got up and left. Ezekiel Elliott has to be that pig. He's got to be smarter about who he hangs out with, who's he going to call his quote-unquote girlfriend. There are a lot of issues there. But he has to protect himself from that kind of element. And what I mean by that element is, is that if you read everything, and I don't know what the the facts are or whatever that may be. But I will tell you right now, Ezekiel it needs to find some better people to hang out with. He needs to get a better girlfriend. Because in this day and age, when people see superstars and you can say whatever you want, if you're an NFL football player and you are Ezekiel Elliott, your superstar, you become a target. Now, I know that's not popular to say. I know it's not. But here's the thing. Looks like, well, hold on. Let me, let me change it. When it looks like an apple, feels like an apple, tastes like an apple, it's probably an apple. Sometimes you can tell that. And these guys are targets. They got targets on their head from a certain type of female. Now, we can argue that point all day long. Whether or not it's right or wrong, it's just a fact. And they are targeted. And they will do they, – they have to worry about that. It's sad, but it's true. So watch out for that. I want to talk about some other things here for your Dallas Cowboys as we are going to be looking at them a little bit later. They do get the victory uh, defensively. Jalen Smith, you know, gets out on there, you know, after being sidelined to a uh, horrible knee surgery, uh, knee, knee injury that required surgery. So uh, one solo tackle and 12 snaps, he was out there. Uh, and that's the important thing in reality is that guy needs to get out there. Uh, Jeff, he, uh, you know, say whatever you want. That's something to worry about. Wilson, uh, five tackles in the game. Monte Moore, uh, only sack for the – and that, that I, I will tell you right now, preseason, I want to see some – I want to see some sacks. Only one. So the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to be at home against against the Oakland Raiders. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a game that Sonny Clark actually gave more than five minutes thoughts on whether or not I was going to go to. Derek Carr is the goods, folks. I want to tell you right now in that preseason game, I'm sharp as a razor. Derek Carr 
finding players. And a guy that will stay in the pocket, yes, he threw an interception, but that dude wasn't worried about the injury that happened to him. He was right there in the pocket. Yes, he threw the interception, but, folks, Derek Carr is the goods. Derek Carr, before the end of the season, will be a top five uh, quarterback in this league. And you mark my words, he is going to become the biggest superstar the NFL will see that is just kind of coming out of oblivion right now. I promise you this. The guy can get the job done for the Oakland Raiders. So enjoy him while you see him because that's going to be huge, I'm telling you. So Ezekiel Elliott did not hit the football field for the Dallas Cowboys last night. Good thing, bad thing, I don't know. Here's the only thing I do is it was the smartest decision that this football team did. They did not allow this to happen. Ezekiel Elliott needs to be out on the football field as much as I need uh, a bowl of ice cream. If you know sunny size, I don't need no ice cream. I like ice cream, but I don't need no ice cream. And the Dallas Cowboys can be, they'd be the dumbest football move of the season to let Ezekiel Elliott play in the preseason. No need for it. I don't want to hear about shaking off the rust. I don't want to hear about him, you know, getting wet. I don't want to hear it. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you better hope Ezekiel Elliott can hit the football field after the suspension, whatever it may be. You know, they're, they're going to appeal it. They're going to do everything. That, you know, Jerry's not afraid to throw money at it, so he'll do it. But I'm going to tell you, He's going to be gone how many games? Six, five, four, three, two. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you straight out. If the Dallas Cowboys put Ezekiel Elliott in the lineup for even a snap, that'd be the dumbest move in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. It's a stupid move. Put your guy at risk. So, mark my word, Dallas Cowboy fans, and and I know, you know, right here with my folks, of course, they are going to be that team. So, it's a good idea. Do the workouts in the preseason. Do all that. That's fine. I'm I'm, I'm actually all for it. Go ahead and do it. So watch out for that. That's going to be huge. By the way, and maybe it's me, and maybe it's because I'm 50. And when this happened, I was 49, going up on 50. I called this. Folks, if you remember on this show, I called what was going to be ending up happening with Ezekiel Elliott. I told everybody at the time, this guy being spotted in a marijuana shop, Colorado, only spelled disaster. And this, the blame for all the other things that come back is Jerry's fault. Now, granted, 
Ezekiel has to take responsibility for his actions. Don't get me wrong. But when things started happening, you have to recognize it immediately. When your superstar is walking into a marijuana shop, yeah, I mean, I don't know what more as far as a red flag you need, but you better get your, your posse that hung out with Des Bryant and put him on Ezekiel Elliott. So all these stories afterwards, yes, Ezekiel Elliott has to take responsibility, but ultimately I'm going to tell you Jerry Jones not doing anything about it or setting up or doing all the preventative stuff he did with Des Bryant completely missed. I mean, you want to talk about a swing and a miss and throwing the bat. It's what Jerry Jones happened because he had the opportunity when he seen this happen. And if you remember this show, if you remember what I said, because I do, I said, folks, mark my words, this is not the first time we're going to hear about Ezekiel Elliott being a problem for the Dallas Cowboys. On this show, it's in the archives, baby. So watch out for it. I mean, it, it's and as much as he had a successful season, thank God he did. And I'm all for the success out on the football field for Ezekiel Elliott. Should and I don't know. I think he got rookie of the year. If he didn't, he got screwed. But and if he didn't, it was because of his off the field annex. But all this other stuff. When you got a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, you better be able to come to the floor. You better be able to come to the game and show what you can do. But you don't let your off-the-field problems seep into the news. You don't let that become the distraction. Let the third, fourth, fifth-string guy be the story. Don't let it be your superstar. Jerry, I'm sorry. You've got to take some blame for this. And by you not doing it and taking care of the problem, you just opened up the floodgates for every fake media news to use a, a Trump thing. But guess what? It's not fake news when all they're doing is reporting on the facts. And the facts are Ezekiel Elliott has had some off-the-field problems. That's the thing that the NFL does not want. Neither do the Cowboys. So if you're Jerry Jones, you can't let things like this happen. And ultimately, it was on his watch. Think whatever you want, but the Dallas, I I mean, we're going to talk about where I think where the Dallas Cowboys are. I don't know. This division, my gosh. We'll talk about that with Cuervo when he gets back on the show at 1045. But, folks, I will say this. The Dallas Cowboys have the potential. But will they have enough to ride it and be able to win that division? That's going to be the biggest question there. Couch Potato Sports Show is going to be on the road at a live broadcast. We talked about it August 25th, 7 p.m., Dickie's Barbecue at the George Bush in the 66 next to Target, 7 o'clock. It's a Friday, so no excuse, 7 o'clock p.m. You're not at work. No excuse not to come and see the couch or the eagle-eyed Bill Cerna 
We're going to look at your Rowlett Eagles. It's the preseason show. We're going to look at the Rowlett Eagles where they are. How do you feel about that? I mean, and we'll we'll take questions. We'll find out what you think if you come, but you've got to come out there. You can call in, but I want you to come to Dickies. Come and see me. Let's shake our hands. Let's let, 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 let's have a moment. <laughs> Dickies Barbecue. Let's have a moment. Love me some Dickies Barbecue, by the way, the best turkey in town. I, and, and I know, Sonny, what do you talk about? Sticky's barbecue. What about the brisket? Now, folks, the food is good. I'm just saying my favorite is the turkey. Matter of fact, I hate to admit this, but I'm going to. I, I, I almost had a weakness when the guy turned his back and he had that big old thing of turkey just to sneak it out of there. I mean, I, I, mean, I almost had a moment, momentary lapse. That's how good this stuff. Yeah, almost wanted to steal it. That, that, hey, that might be a motto. The turkey's so good, you might want to steal it. It is that good over at Dickie's Barbecue. They're being so kind to let us host our show over there uh, at Dickie's Barbecue. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a Friday. It's going to be, and I want to see everybody out there. I got the poster, and I'm going to plaster it. And, folks, if you don't know, if you won't see it, if you don't hear about it, you're not on social media. Uh, my my big man there, the eagle-eyed Bill Cerna, he's going to push it. Dickie's Barbecue is going to push it. Everybody's going to push it. We're going to push it. We're going to be everywhere, folks. So make sure you get on out to Dickie's Barbecue. It's going to be fun Friday night. Don't you miss out on it because you, you can't. And then the only person you have to blame, I'd like to meet Sonny Clark. Well, this is your opportunity. I'd like to meet the eagle-eyed Bill Cerna. This would be your opportunity. Don't miss out on it. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we get back, Cuervo should be back with us, getting high and tight done. Um, and then we will take a look at the NFC East when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles Radio Network. We'll be right back. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooter's only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty? The Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooter's, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett. selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059. 
or visit them on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not nichadwick.jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit them on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified, licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having, so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course... Give Allen Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio with an image that just won't go away. Should have never said it. Should have never said it. So now, not only am I the hardest working man in sports radio, I am the hardest working man in sports radio with an image that you just won't be able to get away from. You're pretty good if you can't tell. Of course, that happens when you have a whole pot of coffee and a half, and you only save one cup for the person else in the house. There you go. So I'm wired. By the way, I know it sounds stupid. Summer Slam is tonight, guys. There's there's really there's really two big ones in the WWE. Hey, all right, I'm gonna admit it. Sonny Clark is a WWE fan. Love it. Why? And, and this is the reason why I'm gonna say it. Every woman who watched soap opera cannot come and tell me that the WWE is stupid. Because any woman that will sit and watch soap operas, okay, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. 
That's what the that's what the WWE. It's it's a men's right to watch soap operas. I just prefer to be in athletic form, just as fake as wrestling is. So are soap operas. I mean, how many times can Luke and Laura come back? How many? I mean, how many times someone can get married? How do kids get born in soap operas and four years later they be grown adults? Okay, so that's what I'm telling you. It's our fantasy. Let us have it. You have your soap operas. Men have their soap operas. So much so, soap opera, and, and folks, I'm going to put it out there. Women are more into soap operas than men, than men being wrestling, because there's two nights a week where wrestling is on, that is on broadcast TV. Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Night SmackDown. Now, you can watch the others, but as far as that, I usually keep up with the big two. Unless there's a special, like last night, the NXT brand. They have a new NXT champion, Drew McIntyre, beats the glorious one, Robbie, Robert, uh, Bobby Roode, which tells me he'll be at the main roster on one of those two brands within by, by, summer, uh, by WrestleMania in April. Bobby Roode is the goods. Bobby Roode is, I'm going to tell you right now, I know, Sonny, what, shut, yeah, yeah, right, 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 I'm off track, sorry. Sometimes I get a little caught up in my own little world here. <laughs> my only, my little old world includes wrestling. But anyway, here we go. So, SummerSlam tonight, that's all I'll say about it. NFL news, because there's lots of news and when we get in and get uh, Cuervo in. I'm only going to give him until 11. I know he went to get the high and tight, but I'm only going to give him until 11 before I start talking about it. But there's lots of NFL news that are out there. And we talked about the loss of George Font for the Seattle Seahawks. The guy that, the guy that blocks for the blind side, big loss for this football team, young cat, young dude, pretty much anchors that offensive line. When you see 74, you know that guy's in the lineup. The problem with not having this guy in the lineup is that although he does it well, Russell Wilson will be on the run a lot this season, a lot. So if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, you don't want to see that. And not only that, they lost him in one of those horrible preseason games. And that is not good. It's not great for the team. It's not great for this, this preseason, man. They're de- it, it's deadly. It's deadly. You lose your starters. There have been so many lost. It, it's huge. And this in this week in sports, you know, as far as the NFL, and, and guess what's coming up? The Mayweather fight. That's coming up soon. So, things that are happening in sports today, of course, Ezekiel Elliott 
Uh, they're going to appeal the six-game suspension as the Dallas Cowboys have officially filed that paperwork to formally appeal the six-game uh, suspension handed down by the NFL and Roger Goodell. Now, the commissioner did not take long to appoint an arbitrator for it because they want to get this thing out of the way before the season starts. It's not going to be Roger Goodell that's going to handle that situation, that appeal. So that is huge, okay? He's going to preside over it, although with the current NFL collective bargaining agreement, it gives Roger Goodell the power to appoint himself as the overseer, but Harold Henderson is going to be handling this one. Henderson is – listen, this guy is – this is not the first time that he's been, been in this situation. Goodell's used him before, many occasions. Um, so that – so I'm going to tell you right now, those rulings have a lot of discipline behind them coming down from Harold Henderson. And I will tell you right now, the credibility of Ezekiel Elliott is going to be in play here. So expect that appeal to be on the credibility of the accuser, which in this case is a woman that has made false statements to the police and Really, in reality, asked their, she asked her friends to lie to the cops. Now, that's speculation more so than truth. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you right now, when people are talking and this gets leaked out and it's in, there, there's some truth behind it. Maybe not a lot of truth, but there's something behind that rumor being true. So watch out for that. That was in the news this week. Conor McGregor and Floyd Money Mayweather. I'm going to tell you right now. Websites everywhere are promising the live feed of the, uh, of the fight. And I'm going to tell you right now, you will be sued. It, it, I'm, I'm just telling you right now. This is a boxing match that has got a not million-dollar money-making potential, billions of dollars. And if you take that money away from a potential billion-dollar fight, not multi-million. God, remember in the days when we were talking about multi-million-dollar fights? Now we're talking about a billion-dollar fight. And, folks, if you want to provide that live stream of the game, or, I mean, the fight, you will find your ass in court. You will be finding your ass pain through the nose for the rest of your life. Don't do it. Don't fall for the temptation, folks. I'm going to tell you right now, they'll get they will find out where you are. And as this fight's getting closer, they are worried about the whole thing that's going on. There was a lawsuit filed by Showtime earlier this week. And I'm going to tell you, over 40 websites are being targeted already. But Showtime, you know, they filed the lawsuit 
and putting on there based upon their keyword stuffing is a method of being used in a search engine in order to optimize the results. And the theory is that there will be a top ranking in the search engines that will attract the viewers to go and legally get this game or fight. And Showtime is seeking an injunction by way of lawsuits and able to and just putting everybody on notice. Highly anticipated fight. And they got to protect their interest, and their interest is big. So if you think this is a joke, they're going to sue. They're going to find you. They're going to sue your ass. So be ready for it. I have to admit, I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in the fight. I'm ready for it. Um, I'm just going to go down to the bar, you know, and catch it. And watch it there, because I'm, I'm not putting the money out for it. But that having been said, which is the name of this show, oh, you didn't know? let's bring him back on in. Your ass better call somebody. It's Quero. He's back from getting the high and tight. And we are ready to talk the NFC West or East. Now, Cuervo, I've been talking a little bit about that. Have you heard the stories about Showtime already just putting everybody on notice? Don't you try to black market this one. This is a billion-dollar fight, Cuervo. And if you have a desire to be in court and being sued up the yin-yang by Showtime, go ahead and show this fight illegally. That's what they're saying, right? Um. Are you referring to, like, if somebody tries to Facebook Live it or, or something like that? Yeah, they're, they're, they are letting people know that if you stream this thing, they're going to come after you big time. It's out there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of greedy on their part, but I, I get why at the same time. Um, just simply in the fact that, hey, I mean, it's, it, like you said, it, it's, it's a big time fight. This thing's gonna make so much money, um, you know. So I mean, it's I mean it's illegal to begin with, but if people do it anyway, so yes. I'll tell you what, there, there's people. Somebody will find a way to stream it without Showtime finding out. Or it, 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 there, there's so many. The technology world is so advanced now. It's funny that. You know, it's like good luck trying to catch people that that do these types of things that try to stream, you know, sporting events and whatnot. It's, it, I mean, they would have to invest so much time and effort into doing it that, um, you know, the focus would not be on what it's supposed to be. Definitely, I, you know, it's really interesting about that whole thing, especially with, uh, like you said, technology, Facebook Live, you could be watching the fight and you can put the camera right up to it and get a pretty damn good picture coming to you on Facebook Live. So there's lots of stuff that's going on. By the way, before we jump into the NFCs, I don't know if you heard about this. I want to talk about it really quick. And it has to do with the Cleveland Cavaliers arena. According to what I'm reading, 
They need renovations on that building. And guess what they are wanting? They want the public support in order for Dan Gilbert uh, to put the renovations together to transform the Quicken Loans Arena into some of the better ones. And here's the funny thing. I, I have to admit, this is one of those crazy things. The money that's going to be involved, they are going to ask for somebody else to pay for the renovation. And we all know who that's going to be. That's going to be the general public right there in Cleveland. They're going to be asked to go ahead and front up the uh, $140 million that it's going to take for renovations of that arena. And they're going to pass that on. They want to pass it on to the consumer. And I'm always one that if they want that thing fixed, why do the why does the public have to pay for it? And with the way that the pricing of tickets are for to see LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm going to tell you right now one of the most unfair reports I've read for fans and people in general. Hey, what if you're not a basketball fan? You're still screwed up on the situation. What if you are a basketball fan? You can't get in to see the games, but yet you're going to be taxed to help pay for it. A bad, bad situation. I I think this is $140 million that the Cleveland Cavaliers and Dan Gilbert need to swallow. Yeah, it is, Sonny. And, you know, what kind of message are you sending to your fan base? Absolutely. You know, you're going to hold them hostage in in a way that, well, if you don't help pay for this, you're not going to get to watch the team play, or you're not going to be able to go to games, or you're not. You know what I would say? Okay, I don't. Fine. Whatever. I mean, not only that, it's going to drive up the price of a ticket as well. And as it is, the ticket is out of reach for a normal person anyway, Cuervo, uh, to get in to see the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. It just makes it worse. Right, right. And, and, you know, like you said, I mean, for those non-basketball fans or, you know, the ones that just – the ones that are fans that just can't afford to to buy a, a ticket to a Cavs game, you know what this kind of tells me too is, you know, uh, let's let's get what we can from the Cavaliers fans because they're all going to be gone next year anyways. Once LeBron leaves, I mean the the, the Cavaliers are going to go back to being Good the, boy. the NBA because they're going to lose Kyrie Irving, then they're going to lose LeBron, then they're going to try and trade Kevin Love, and they're going to have nothing but a bunch of young guys, and it's going to look like a D League team. Like that's just me being totally honest, Sonny. That's what, I can see that happening. And and I think I'm right there with you because there's a lot of things when you look at the yeah the financial windfall that LeBron James is going to be able to get out of this whole thing by opting out and going someplace else and and then there'll be another letter to LeBron James from the owner um on that and we'll be talking about we'll be talking about that as well so uh big time stuff going on uh there so uh, just an interesting story that I wanted to get uh, toward the top of the hour here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You are listening to that being said. It is that time, Cuervo, that we we are ready to go. We are ready to talk about the NFC East. So that being said, let's do this and get going. 
welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Along with the best co-hosts in Vlog Talk Radio history, Cuervo on a Sunday morning. That being said, it's time to look at the NFC East. Four teams in this division, the Washington Redskins, Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants, and for my locals, your Dallas Cowboys. An interesting division, to say the least, because when we were talking about this football uh, division in the past, we looked at this division wondering they had the potential to be the best in the league. And guess what? They failed to do that. So with some improvements on some teams, there's going to be an interesting thing that happens in this division. And you have three teams that might be buying for it, might not. I mean, it just depends on what you think about these teams in this division. Normally, the Philadelphia Eagles are a football team that can, you know, surprise teams. Washington Redskins, they don't seem very confident about their quarterback. The New York Giants, you know, Eli Manning, if you listen to this show, you know how Sonny Clark feels about him. Then you got the Dallas Cowboys. All teams with issues, Cuervo, in this division – and really, when we talk about what we're going to talk about, who we think is going to end up at the top, I mean, we can see what we think we're going to see in this division, Cuervo, and it can turn around and be something totally different. Yeah, you know, Sonny, when I think of this division, it's the, the, you know, the term survival of the fittest really comes to mind because that's what this, Good point. That's what this division is about. I mean, one injury can turn around the whole division, not let alone that, that team itself. So, um, you know, that's, that's how tight and how close I think the, this division is. It's, it's one of the most competitive. It may not be the best as far as flashiness. We, even, even though you do have Odell Beckham Jr. in, in this, in this division, um, you know, it's, it's not the, 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 uh, you know, it's not the, uh, the, uh, you know, the AFC North with the, with the Ravens and the Steelers and the Bengals, or it's not the, uh, you know, the East AFC East with the, with the Patriots and whatnot. But this division is, is really the most competitive in my opinion. Uh, I mean, absolutely, but it is definitely the most competitive uh, in in football. Um, These teams hate each other, uh, no matter what combination you're talking about. Yep. All, all four of these teams cannot each other, and that's what makes this division great is the competitiveness in, in this division. So I love talking about this division. It's it, it, Like I said, I mean, it's there's no team. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys did stand out record-wise, but when you look at the rosters, I don't think really there's a team that really stands out, so to speak. So I don't either. With that, and I'm going to – I want to tell you, when I look at this division, Cuervo, the team that I think that could end up winning, it could be on the bottom. I mean, yeah, you just never know. I mean, you know, who was it that finished last? I think it was the uh, was it the Redskins or was it the um, – I think it was Philadelphia. 
or the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles could win this division this year. You just never know. I mean, the, absolutely. And it's all going to come. It all, it's going to all going to come down to Carson Wentz. But well, I know we'll get into the Eagles here in a minute. But like I said, I mean, one injury or or you know one significant moment could change the whole outcome of this division, and that's what makes it so great. Absolutely. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the team that I think is going to be in fourth place, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles, folks. Let's talk about it just a little bit as we take a look at this football team, because let's be honest, when you're looking at a football team that needs to improve, needs to make that step forward, you've got to look at a team that is the uh, – the Philadelphia Eagles, and there's a lot to talk about, so let's take a look at that real quick. Your Philadelphia Eagles average 22.9 points a game, almost 23 points a game, by only giving up, though, Cuervo, 20 points, So, uh, which kind of shows you something. You want a team, I think, around that number for an average for the season, but it's all about what's going to be given up, and in reality, the Philadelphia Eagles have been able to do that. That having been said, if you're scoring 23 points a game, you should win football games. Uh, Buddy Ryan said it the, uh, the best. If, you're, if your team scores three touchdowns, you should win the football game. That having been said, this is a football team that really kind of, you know, has a lot of weapons. They, 234, uh, mark that. 237 yards passing, 113 yards rushing average. But that also having been said, the name of this show, this is a football team that seemed to make the mistake when they could not afford it last year, Cuervo. And when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and what they've done, it, it reminds me of the Rams. What did they really do in the offseason to say, hey, you got to look out for this football team? Nothing. Now, you can say whatever you want about the quarterback. He's going to come back. Second-year guy. Will he fall into the sophomore slump? I don't know. But right there in Philadelphia, it has to start with what you're going to get from your quarterback position, Cuervo, without question. Well, yes. I mean, it all—it all—it is all going to depend on Carson Wentz. But, you know, I mean, you, you asked the question, Sonny, what did they do to improve? Uh, well, I mean – I guess uh, if you want to if you want to define it as improvement, but I mean they did add some wide receivers. Uh, they got a couple of weapons to surround Carson Wentz. Um, you know these are guys, but these, at the same time though, these are guys that you know you don't know if you're going to get a full 16 games out of them. I mean Alshon Jeffrey, um, you know he's he's been known to have a couple injuries here and there. Nobody knows him better than I do. Um, and on top of that. Yep. He got suspended four games last year for for uh, PEDs. So who's to say that he's not he's not staying clean? And I mean, for his sake, I hope he is. And for the Eagles' sake, I hope I hope he is. I mean, they're paying they're going to pay the guy fourteen million bucks this year to prove himself as a, a receiver in this league. He got a one year deal. On top of that, they added Torrey Smith from the Forty ers uh, Obviously, he was he was with Baltimore before that. And, um, you know, so they, so they added those guys and, you know, as far as in the backfield, that to me is, is what could hurt them because they really don't have a strong running game. Like we're used to seeing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so they could make this team one dimensional 
And um, but you know, but that's what the league is now. It's 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 pass first, run second. So maybe the Eagles are too concerned with the running back. Now they did draft yeah. <laughs> uh, the kid from SDSU, and I can't think of his name now. Uh, I can't, I forget his name now. Uh, his name slipped in my mind, but you know this kid this kid could wind up being uh, you know something special. So uh, Bobby Pumphrey or something Pumphrey, I forget his name now. Um, anyways, what concerns me though with this team, Sonny, is their defense. Um, I don't. I they make the trade. They trade. They traded to. Uh, they trade Jordan Matthews, the receiver, away to get a corner from Buffalo, and and, that, and I think that could work out for them. Um, but I still think they need some more help in the secondary. Uh, the secondary, especially with the Giants adding Brandon Marshall, um, especially with, um, you know, the uh, well, the, well, the Redskins got rid of all their guys. But yeah, with the Giants adding Brandon Marshall and having Beckham. That, that, to me, is going to be what could wind up hurting this Eagles team. I, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this football team, and I, I, it, what comes to mind, Cuervo, is the fact that a football team, I'm talking an NFL, American football team, they go out and they sign a Canadian rugby uh, player uh, for this football team to a three-year contract, okay? And, you know, I and when I look at – when I look at teams when they do things like this, I I I know the guy's six five. I know it's yeah, I know he's two hundred and sixty five pounds. I know he played football in high school up there and I get it and I understand it. But when you're talking the NFL, when you're talking about a guy that comes from Canada, Zubra the freak, I mean I, I, I hate um I, I look at moves like this and it scares me. Uh, when I see a football team doing this, because it makes me wonder about their seriousness about winning football games. Now, I I I I can't claim to know about this guy, okay? But Cuervo, when you're talking NFL, when you're talking quality players, when you're talking guys, okay, you're talking about guys that played this on a level in high school. He played in high school, okay. You talk about a level that they played in college. Yeah, he played in college, but he wasn't even a starter. So when you think about where the Eagles are looking at trying to get, they get Adam Zaraba, I think is how you say his name, uh, ready for a tight end position. Now, if you're that big, if you've got to be able to catch the ball, you know, it obviously tells you something, but going to a rugby player, a guy that has not played in the NFL, has not played a game, a snap of football in college, and, uh, you know, uh, going up on, I think it's like three years, this is a mistake. Guy's 26 years old, uh, so I, when I see signs like this, signings like this, it makes me wonder about the front office and what this team's able to bring. Now, that having been said, Carson Wentz got to be able to get the ball out. He's got to be able to do what he's got to do to get the ball to a guy that if they're going to bring him in, you might as well utilize him. He's got that, that tight end style. But, you know, the improvements that the Eagles need to make, they needed to make a splash in free agency, Cuervo. They got some good players. I, I Maybe I misspoke that, what did they improve on. But they needed a splash guy. They don't have the splash guy. They don't have the guy that's going to make them 
that much better, whether it's offensively or defensively. So as far as improvements on this team, I don't see very much. And this is the reason why I put them in last, because I look at what they did last year. And you've got to be able to focus in on your liabilities. And there are a lot on this football team. Yes, Sonny, there are a lot of liabilities, um, you know, especially, like I said, offensively. I mean, you don't know what you're getting with Alshon. You don't know what you're getting with Torrey Smith. Um, but, you know, when you think about it, teams teams every year, they always they take gambles like that every season. So, yep. Uh, yep. you know, so, I mean, I, what, the way I look at it is, you know, especially with the Alshon situation, what I liked about it is that they didn't they didn't commit to him long term because he hasn't really given anybody a reason to commit to him long term. So that's true, especially with the whole with the whole PED thing. Again, that 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 I mean that really that chapped my behind as a Bears fan because you know this is a guy that I felt like once we traded Brandon Marshall away. It was like, okay, this is going to be our guy in Chicago now. He's going to be, he's going to be our number one receiver for a while, and then all this stuff kind of happened. And I think we all knew that that it was it was the Bears were going to let him go. So, um, you know, and and the Eagles are taking a chance on him. They really are. Yep. And for fifteen million bucks, I don't think what you could potentially get for him for uh, you know, productivity wise. It might it might wind up being a steal in reality. I mean, for fourteen million bucks, you can get you a top ten receiver in this league. Um, I think any team would take that on any day of the week. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there you know the li- the liabilities you were speaking of. I mean, hey, we've seen guys that just you know they try to do you know the the transition from rugby to football, and it just it's it's a different sport, Sonny. It's it's different, or or yep. the other, you know, the ones that you mentioned. So it, it's, I guess, you know, the way I see it, you never know unless unless you give someone a shot. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings drafted a guy like that last year, and we don't know yet if it's going to work with him. But you know, the Eagles are taking a chance on a guy, so we'll, we'll see. My, like I said, though, my my concern with them. Is their secondary? I, I really think they need some. They need some more help in yep. the secondary. Even though they made the trade that they made, that 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 could Ronald Darby be actually. Yes, yeah, Ronald that's Darby, exactly. cornerback. They, yeah, they picked him out. Um, and, and here's another thing. Just looking at this, they cut Ryan Matthews at the running back position. We all know that guy wasn't going to go anywhere. Good move. Good move. Good move. Very good. Because that's this dead weight. Oh, yeah, it's as dead as it gets. So, uh, also, just uh, some other signings when you look at him. Uh, Mitchell White, cornerback, he was signed. Rashard Davis, wide receiver, they signed him as well. Mitchell White, they cut at a cornerback position. Kelvin Lucas, wide receiver, signed. Um, just some of the names that are coming out as far as some of the transactions here in August. So, keep your eye on that. Dane Evans, the quarterback, was signed back in July. Um, they haven't cut him yet, so he might be in the backup plans as well. So, looking at that football team, I got them in last. Is that where you'd put the Philadelphia Eagles, Cuervo? No, Sonny. Actually, I don't. Um, I actually like the the Eagles to finish third in this division. Actually, no, mark that, second. 
I have him finishing second in this division. Yeah, I got I got love for the Eagles this year, Sonny, because I think um, you know with with the way Wentz performed in his rookie year, I think that's that is a a very solid foundation to build off of, and uh, I think um, you know he's a guy that can really show that uh, with the receivers that he has. I mean he he could he could really put up some major numbers. I think. I I just you know I, I look at the moves and I, I I mean I see the trades and I'm just not seeing that big bang kind of thing. I'm not I'm not seeing where you gotta do it. it you, that you you do what you gotta do in order to make it. You know, signing blunt uh, is that a good thing? You know, I don't know. Um, I don't know how I feel about a, a guy that gets cut from the Patriots. I, it, because to me, if you're getting cut from the Patriots, there's a reason. And I don't necessarily know what that reason is, but I will tell you, Cuervo, that scares me at that position. So, uh, you know, seeing seeing how that is, I, I want to see more. I want to see – I want to be able to see a team be able to pick up what they got to do in order to move forward because when you look at, you know – the Philadelphia Eagles and where the, I mean, sometimes, you know, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and they got a scary offense sometimes, but then injuries come and then they have a roster that becomes, you know, a situation where you can be scary good. Then they make the step down and go to if, if this will happen, if they can do that. And, the, you know, they, they had a, I mean, their defense, their their defense took a step above and beyond. No, I don't think anybody expected their defense a year ago to be what they were. And that kind of reminds me of the defense of the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to talk about them. That having been said, um, some people, if you read the division, they think they're going to take this division. And, and they're thinking that somebody's got to win this division, and I get it. That having been said, of course, the name of this show is whether or not that they're going to be able to continue doing what they do on a regular basis. And I'm just not seeing uh, consistency enough for me to take that stretch to say the Philadelphia Eagles are going to move forward and do what they got to do in order to win. So I don't know, Cuervo. It's something that uh, everybody will get an opportunity to get a chance to see. I, I don't know. I got them in uh, in the uh, fourth place position. Go ahead, Cuervo. No, what I was going to say is the reason I got him in second is, um, and I didn't have him in second originally, but due to some significant events that recently happened, I, I know. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's why I bumped, I bumped him up to second. Um, so originally I had him in third, actually. But um, like I said, due, due to some recent events, uh, close to where you live. That's, yes, that's why I've got them going back up. Now I've got them in second as opposed to third. Now, do you want to put an asterisk on that? Let's just talk, talk about it. You're talking about Ezekiel Elliott. Do you want to put an asterisk on that if he gets maybe a two-game suspension, a three-game suspension? Do you want to maybe put an asterisk on that one? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. I, I, I mean, if if he appeals, well, he's going to appeal. If he wins the appeal and it and it gets bumped down to two, three games or something like that, then I may have to revisit my uh, my my NFC East uh, order. But 
as of right now, I mean, we all know the deal. It's a six-game suspension, and um, and I'll and I'll put I'll take the Eagles to finish second. So, but if it changes, you know, I'll have to take a look again and, and see if I want to kind of switch that around a little bit. I I I I I just don't see it, I, and I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say real quick because I know we, we're going to move on, but um, as much as I don't like the secondary of the Eagles, I do love their front seven. Their front seven, I think, is outstanding. Uh, they added Chris Long, who, uh, like, I mean, I don't know if the two you were referring to as far as getting cut by the Patriots. Um, yes. But I tell you, he's, he's, no, he's, no, uh, he's no slouch. I mean, Chris Long is, is, is a guy that I think can still – Get you some production. I mean, he's not he's not a double digit sack guy like he was a few years ago, uh, but I think with a team like the Eagles, who are big on pass rush, I think he can you can really get a lot out of him. Um, you know, obviously uh, they've got uh, Fletcher Cox, who I think is an outstanding tackle. They've got at the linebacker, you know, core. You know, they they've got you know Jordan Hicks, and they you know they, so they still have guys up front. That that are scary. I mean, it's it's good front seven, Sonny. But like I said, the secondary is what could potentially hurt them. Um, but what I do love is is their front seven. So I have yeah. I have they picked up Jernigan as well from the Ravens. Uh, you know, so he could be a good you know guy that can play a couple yeah. of positions on that defensive line as well. Exactly. So I mean, you think about Tim, uh, Timmy Jernigan. If I think of if his name, yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, him and Fletcher Cox, boy, I mean that's that's uh, I mean you good luck getting run the ball up the middle against that. So um, that's what I do like about their defense. But again, I mean if when you run into a team that has you know receivers galore, they're just fast receivers. That's where it'll start to hurt uh, Philadelphia, this Philadelphia Eagles team if they play. You know, say the Raiders, for example. I think they'd have a lot of trouble against the Raiders. So um, that's that's why I like I like the Eagles a lot. Um, I like their offense. Their front seven on defense is good. Their secondary is by far the weakest part of this of this football team. So yeah, but and, I like and, enough to where I think I think they'll finish as of right now. They'll finish second in this division. And, and Cuervo, just thinking about the whole situation as far as that team is concerned, you, you also got to look at schedules and things of that sort. And what are you going to get? You get the Dallas Cowboys, you get the Washington Redskins, and you get the New York Giants. They're six tough, tough in division games. Well, I'm going to tell you, um, just to just kind of, uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm giving it away. The, the Redskins are going in the wrong direction. I mean, you know, you get rid of Deshaun Jackson, you get rid of Pierre Garçon, you you done pissed off Kirk Cousins because you don't want to pay him. Like to me, I, I I don't see where this makes sense when it comes to the Redskins. So <clears throat> basically, what I'm getting at is, as an Eagle fan, I'm not worried about the Redskins one bit. I'm not, even though they have a bad secondary, like I'm saying. I'm not worried about the Redskins at all. I think this team is is moving. They're going south instead of north. So even after uh, you really just real question. 
even looking at last year, as they had success, I mean, you can say whatever you want about Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's the guy either. But the guy is definitely better than anything they've had in the past few years building on that. This is a football team that's going to have to pay this guy or keep him. They are they are really banking on the fact. And this is when I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, I mean the Washington Redskins, it scares me about a football team that still don't trust them after two years on the uh, franchise tag. Well, I, I just – they don't – I don't think they think that he's the guy either. And I think that's why they're so hesitant to pay him. But here's my question. So if it's not Kirk Cousins, then who is it? Is it a guy that is in college still that you think is your franchise quarterback? Is it a guy that you could potentially see getting cut by a team that you think is your franchise quarterback? To me, Sonny, I don't think – as an organization, I don't think the Washington Redskins have a plan. I think I think the problem with them is that they take it year by year, and they, yeah. and they try to build the best roster. I don't think the Redskins really have a plan, and that's what's been the problem with that organization. Is Dan Snyder goes to the GM and says, get me a winning football team. And he's like, okay, boss. And he goes and he tries to get him a winning football team. But there's no plan involved. There's no – there, it's it's the it's the year by year thing, and, and it, let me tell you, it's not working out uh, for the Redskins. It's not. They they need to come up with a solid plan. You know, the Eagles had a plan. They made the trade to get Carson Wentz. You know, the the Giants somewhat have a plan. You know, by making the moves that they made. You know, surrounding Eli Manning around guys that are going to make him look good. And I. I know you agree with me on that one because we all know Eli's not the quarterback he used to be. So what is the Redskins' plan? What are they doing to improve as a football team? Well, getting rid of your two best receivers, that's not a very good plan. So that's that. as much as Kirk Cousins has done well for this football team, uh, he's no Tom Brady. He needs guys around him that are talented. Right now he doesn't yep. have and that's awesome. By the way, Philadelphia Eagles, they start off with the Redskins, Chiefs, Giants, Chargers, Cardinals, Panthers, Redskins, then 49ers. It's a good schedule if you're a mediocre football team. Uh, you get a little challenge with the Redskins to start off. You're going to get beat by the Chiefs. You got a chance with the Giants and Chargers, so they got an opportunity to start off the season well. Yes. I agree. Um, you know, I, those games that you just mentioned, uh, I could see them, what is that, six games you said? You mentioned seven games. Yeah. I can see them losing one, maybe two, uh, out of those those first few games that you mentioned. So I, I um, see two. I see the Chiefs and the Cardinals. And that would put them, you know, it would be interesting, you know, where they go um, because – in the NFL, what does it do? It kicks your ass at the end of the season. But in this position for the Philadelphia Eagles, last four games for them, Bears, Seahawks, Rams, Giants, really only see two that they're um, going to have to work up on. So uh, I got the Philadelphia Eagles in last place. What position do you have them in, second or third? As of right now, I've got them in second. Got them in second. All right. 
And that's obviously with the asterisk next to it because of what's going on in the Dallas Cowboys camp. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. We're going to jump into this a little bit more, Cuervo. It's time to move on to my next team. And uh, I I got a shocker here for you because here's where it's going to go down. Here we go. Let me hit this button right here. If it'll work, there it goes. The team coming in the third place in the NFC East. My locals are going to hate my guts. But I got the Dallas Cowboys ending up in third place, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. Folks, I've been talking about it if you listen to this show. This football team on the defensive side of the ball last year was far and above what was expected from them. Figure out what's on the offensive side of the ball. There is no question that there has been a change in attitude on the offensive side of the ball. There is no question that the offensive line feels more confident with a Dak Prescott at the quarterback position. Last year, Barry Church, bunch of other guys, Derek Carr, all performed above and beyond what was really expected of them defensively. Then the Dallas Cowboys don't bring them back. The Dallas Cowboys on the defensive side of the ball, Cuervo, are in a lot of trouble. And it has been overshadowed by the mad love that the media gives the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott turning this football team around. You can say whatever you want about Tony Romo and everything else, but there's no question that Tony Romo should not have been in the lineup after what this kid did. The only problem is is that the shining star that is Dak Prescott gets pressure added on them because the Dallas Cowboys did not do what they needed to do on the defensive side of the ball, which is protect why they were successful. Granted, Dak Prescott was a big reason why they played well. But I'm going to tell you, if it wasn't because of the defense going above and beyond we would not be talking about the Dallas Cowboys having the record they had last year. With the fact that they lose these guys and have not replaced them with guys where you feel confident, there is no question the gaping hole. And this is going to be a big hole because whether it's Eli Manning, Kirk Cousins, or even Carson Wentz, if they start delivering that ball down the middle of the field on this Dallas Cowboy team, and that's where it's going to happen, by the way, The Cowboys are going to be in a lot of trouble this year, and that is my worry. That's the reason why I think they're going to end up in third place, because I love Dak. I love love everything about the offensive side of the ball. I hate Des Bryant, but I'm going to tell you right now, the way they played and they made that connection in that preseason last game, if they get on a roll, it's going to be good. But if you can't stop anybody in the NFL Cuervo, it doesn't matter what kind of gunslinger you got at the quarterback position. I think the Dallas Cowboys are in a lot of trouble, and they haven't done anything to solidify the losses on the defensive ball side of the ball that says, hey, I'm glad we got that guy. There there wasn't a signing this year, Cuervo, that said, oh, man, I feel good about that after you lose Barry Church, Derek Carr, and a cast of others that performed way above what they were expecting. Cuervo, I know you're ready to rip Sonny, so I'm going to let you have the floor. Go for it, my man. No, Sonny, no, no. I, all I was going to say is that, you know, 
because you mentioned they didn't sign anybody to, to you know, on the defensive side that really make a difference. Oh, on contraire, they, they drafted a guy named Taco. Don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had to throw that in there. But, no, I mean. Oh, man, oh, you're going to try to kill the couch. Stay, Thank you. Stay, oh, that was stay funny. with me, Sonny. Stay with oh. me. Don't, 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 don't leave me now. <laughs> Stay with me, buddy. All right. Um, you know, in all honesty, though, yeah. I mean, they they. Wait a minute. So are you saying Brandon Carr is no longer with the Cowboys? Gone. Because I didn't. I didn't know that. Yep. Wow. Um, I'll find out what team he went to, but I'll, I'll find I'll find that out. Uh, but yeah, that that one hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because now now the problem is. So you had the secondary that you needed, right? And you needed a pass rusher. Now you get the pass rusher, and you get no the secondary that you had. <laughs> That's just great. See, this is what I'm talking about, Sonny. Got teams with no plans. I mean, you lose one, but you get the other. It's like, I don't know. I think they could have found a way to try and keep these guys. I think – Money is not – has to have been money. Had to have been money is why these guys left. Because for them to, you know, be a part of something as good as what the Dallas Cowboys were doing, you know, that's rough. It's, he went to the Kansas City Chiefs. And not only that, we're going to for two million bucks. Huh, that's interesting. See, I, that that's that's something I haven't I haven't kept up with too much lately is free agency and you know certain guys leaving and whatnot. So that that kind of surprises me. Mark that Quer- um, Mark, Mark I'm sorry, he went to Baltimore. I'm sorry, I, I apologize there. Uh, they lost Brandon Carr to Baltimore. Uh, big time loss for this football team on the defensive side of the ball. And, and why, why you don't sign that guy for $2 million bucks? I don't know. Barry Church goes to my team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, big-time losses for this football team on the defensive side of the ball. Barry Church had a good contract and everything. Yeah, understand, but at the same time, when you're the, when you're the Dallas Cowboys getting these guys, finally, Jerry is not one that has a problem with spending money. So the, the, the fact of the matter is, is they evidently felt that they could not sustain it yet again on another year. The, Cuervo, the Dallas Cowboys are a football team that were able to hold football teams to low points. How about 19 points a game on the defensive side of the ball? And I, I, you can't expect more from the Dallas Cowboys on that side of the ball. I mean, especially defensively with the personnel they had. Remember last year, Cuervo, the biggest complaint about the football team and the Dallas Cowboys was they don't have the pass rusher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a pass rusher. So what had to happen? That means that the defensive secondary needed to step up, and they did. They held teams to 19 points a game while scoring 26. Now, you look at that number, that is a touchdown. And out of everybody in the league, if you can average more than a touchdown over your football team, you're good defensively. And this Dallas Cowboy team let the main meat 
of the wagon of this football team go away. Yes, and and now, and now it's it's, it's going to hurt them in the sense of well, now they can't stop anybody that you know with receivers. So yep. now you have another you have another problem on your hands. Yep. So it, to me, it doesn't make sense how you you let these guys walk. Your secondary, your two two of your best secondary guys. Let's be real. That was probably yes. their two best secondary players, and they let both of those guys leave to go to another team. So now now you're you're almost it's almost like you're in the same position, just in a different area of concern. Is you're in the same spot where you're vulnerable. Uh, defensively in the secondary now as opposed to up front. And like I said, I mean, it's almost like you're back to square one where you got to figure out what are you going to do now to stop the pass as opposed to getting to the quarterback. So I don't know. I don't know how you let him go. I really don't because when all this was going down, Cuervo, the first thing we, I got up on the show, and this was probably a time when you didn't hear it because you weren't on at the time. I, I was telling everybody you got to look out because this is the bad thing that's going to happen. You can love. It, it, listen, I'm all about Der, uh I'm all about Dak Prescott without question for this football team. But the fact of the matter is, is you can do whatever you want. If you're not going to get anybody in the defensive secondary, hey, as bad as Eli Manning is, if you're going to have an open Odell Beckham, he may put it on him and he'll get tackled immediately. He may not get him in stride, but he'll get him 20, 30 yards down on the play. Now, if he happens to get lucky and do that, that's going to hurt for them. Uh, you know, if he gets them in stride. And the Dallas Cowboys get the Giants week number one. And it's the, I'm going to tell you they're going to lose week number one against the Giants. It, 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 oh, yes. It's not even a question in my mind. And and the main reason why, Odell Beckham is still getting a lot of play. And, and with this Giants team, as bad as it is at the quarterback position with Eli Manning, they can beat this secondary, and that's going to be the equivo. It's not just a hole. It's a gaping hole. There is nobody there that has the talent to be able to step up and be that guy that will stop anybody. You're not. No one's stopping Odell Beckham. I hate the guy. He's a punk. I, I hate Eli Manning. But if you're going to leave him wide open, listen. The, it, you know, Odell Beckham don't need a lot of space, Cuervo. If he, I mean, he's catching balls with one hand. Now, granted, it was practice, but if he can do it in practice, he can do it in the game, and he, it doesn't have to be perfect, and it's going to be huge. And, Cuervo, listen to this, okay? As far as this football team, what do they do? They get Dante Moore. I, I like the pick, and I love, I love that guy. But here's the thing. When you're, you're out there, you sign an undrafted free agent in Noel Car- uh, uh, Carroll as a cornerback. W- where are you at, okay? That is, who is this guy? Um, you know, you didn't do anything. How about J.J. Uh, Watts? J.J. Uh, 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 Wilcox, he went into free agents, gone. I mean, there's just too many things that are happening out here that make this football team – you know, a liability out on the football field on the defensive side. They're going to give up fourth quarter points, and you watch. They'll be in the game until the third quarter. The Dallas Cowboys, if they're going to have success, have to come in that fourth quarter, and I don't think they're going to get it. 
No, I, I mean, I could see that happening too, Sonny. I mean, it's unless Prescott is having, you know, a, 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 you know, a four touch, a four touchdown game, no interceptions, and, and they're just routing a team. Like that's the only way I could see, you know, them not uh, having an issue. So. Yeah, I think yeah they right. get Taco. Um, you know, they get they get a guy yeah, named Taco. Yeah, the funny, I mean, right. you know, craziness. And then they get a woozy. Uh, uh, I can't even say his name. I'm not even going to try. Xavier Woods safety, um, Marquez White cornerback. These guys are going to be a lot. I'm telling you, th- these are nobodies. And if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you, where's Deion Sanders, guys? Where are these guys that are Deion Sanders type guys? They're not being signed in the secondary, and as good as Dak Prescott is, he's not going to be able to overcome it. And this is what you don't do with a sophomore quarterback is you put extra added weight on his shoulders to have to try to win a football game because that's where sophomore slumps become a reality. And Dak Prescott, as good as he is, and as good as he was as a rookie coming back in games, which he did, when you don't have it on the other side of the ball, it's going to be very hard for him. And, and, and Cuervo, I got this team eight and eight. And that is a problem. I mean, I think that the Washington Redskins with their crap that's going on, they're going to be able to win games because of some certain things. Well, I'll talk about here in a moment, but the Dallas Cowboys Cuervo I don't see it now. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys, where do you see him? Do you see him in third place in this division? Do you see him second? Do you see him winning this division? Where do you place the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East? Well, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you this, Sonny, and, and you say it all the time, and I'm just going to remind our listeners once again, folks, Sonny and I, we don't, we don't call each other to plan the show. Nope. Okay. Nope. This is all we we shoot from the hip. Everything we say, we shoot from the hip. So, the fact that Sonny, you have them finishing third, is not a coincidence. That I also feel they're going to finish third, because of I think that Dallas overachieved last year. It's kind of, it kind of goes oh, back to what you said. Uh, and, and, and there's nothing. I mean, obviously the. You want that. You want your team to do better than you expect. But when I say Dallas overachieved, I mean they really overachieved. Like, I think ten and six would have been a great season for the Cowboys. They go thirteen oh, and three, and yes, and you know, here comes all the Cowboys. Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl, Cowboys! You know, like that's they fought, it, it, it's the worst lure in the world if you're a fish and that being the Dallas Cowboys. Rookie quarterback, rookie running back, a defense that plays way above it. Now, even considering Cuervo, Ezekiel Elliott out six games, I mean, I, and I'm not going to say they're going to lose those games. I'm going to say it's going to affect them. I'm going to say that guess who falls into the sophomore slumps just as much as quarterbacks? Running backs. Because what happens? Yep. A full year of film on this guy, and you can see the tendencies. Like I said before on this show many times, give me a defensive coordinator any day over a second-year guy, and they'll have that second-year guy and figure it out. And especially at the running back position. You may be able to get away with it with a quarterback, but the running back well, position, that's where it, a big-time impact that happens for football teams happen. I don't think they have it. 
well, let me. Uh, I'll say this, Tony. When it comes to running backs and having slumps in the sophomore season, I think Ezekiel Elliott can be the exception. And the reason I say that he can be the exception and have a good second year, it's not necessarily because of how talented I think he is. It's because of how damn good that offensive line is. Let's be real. That's true, too. Now, but, I mean, so does that mean the backup running backs, as far as Derek McFadden and the, and the couple other guys that are slipping my name, they should be able to handle the weight? Not Ezekiel Elliott level, but 80% of what Ezekiel Elliott should be able to do with Darren McFadden and company? You would think with that offensive line, that answer is question. Uh, yes. Um, is it a yes or is it a no? I'm going to say 70% um, because wow. Darren McFadden – Sarah McFadden is, is an injury-prone running back. He's not as fast as he used to be. Um, and I, I just don't think he's as talented. I don't think he reads, um, you know, the, 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 the cuts and, and, the, and the gaps as good as Ezekiel Elliott does. And I think that's what's going to affect this running game. And, and until he comes back, it's, it's, I mean, all eyes are going to be on Dak. And, and, and they, all, they are anyways. But without Zeke Elliott, it's really gonna it's gonna fall heavily on what Prescott can do because yeah, you can only lack of a defense so and lack of a running game, and you, you're right, you can only put so much on a second year quarterback as well. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. But, but this is Dallas, man. This is Dallas. Yep. So the the pressure is on. I mean, you know, you think about it. This is and that's this too is bad. This is a special year for the Cowboys. I mean, Jerry Jones gets put in the Hall of Fame this year, so the expectations are through the roof. With the, with the year they had last year, on top of Jerry Jones getting in the Hall of Fame this year, if the Cowboys don't go 16-0, and 0, it's a failure. Like, that's what a lot of people, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that's what some people are probably thinking in their head. Oh, we, we got a Super Bowl or bust. Slow down, please. Slow down. Please. We're talking about please. Second – this is his second-year quarterback. This is a second-year running back, okay? And we'll be there for six games. Guys. Yeah, as of right now, he's gone for six games, exactly. So let's, let's pump the brakes with the expectations there, Cowboy fans, okay? Um, Please. Now, if, if, if the appeal comes back and, it, like I said, it gets cut down, you know, we may have to, we have to revisit this division, and take a look at the schedule one last time, and maybe I maybe I'll fit the Cowboys put them in second, uh, or I, I might leave them in third. Um, as of right now, Sonny, I, I think because of the the suspension and because I think of the the sophomore slump at quarterback, I think it's a, I think it's real. Um, oh, I do too. I'm I'm with you. I think Dallas finishes third. Uh, I would. I would go more nine and seven. I just, I just think that their offensive line is too good to not uh, let this team put points on the board and win some games. So I, I'm going to say nine and seven. You've got them eight and eight, I think you said. But I'll give them one more win um, as of right now. So, so nine, nine and seven for me. Interesting, interesting looking as far as this is concerned in this division, and that's what it's all about. It's it's divisions. You got six, six rough ones, and you got to be able to 
you got to be able to do the goods. And I, I just don't – too many losses and signings of guys that no one heard to fill in for guys who – Overachieved last year, Cuervo. You're right. Overachievement is a big, big thing for the Dallas Cowboys, whether it's offensive or defensively, but it's not going to be more evident as much as it is on the defensive side of the ball going into the 2018 season. That brings me to my second place team, Cuervo. And I, I got to go with the Washington Redskins, which makes me sick on who I think is going to win the division because I hate the team with a passion. Um, but that being said, I got the Washington Redskins in second place in this division. One of the problems, though, I foresee is what you were talking about when we were kind of talking a little bit about them. Losing their wide receivers are going to be big. But here's one thing. I, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a believer in Kirk Cousins. I, I just I got to put it out there. I, I'm not necessarily thinking he's the guy that should get the $25 million deal. This guy making more than $17 million makes me want to throw up. That having been said, he can deliver the ball, Cuervo. And that's one of the things when I was looking at the Washington Redskins. And I'm not saying this guy makes teams better, uh, you know, as far our wide receivers better. I'm not going to say that. But – I think he can deliver the ball. I think this guy also, he's got a bit of a cockiness that is on a good side, more so than not annoying that you get from some of the NFL football. This guy's got a swagger. I like swagger. I don't like cockiness, but I like swagger. Kirk Cousins, I don't like him. I, I, if I'm starting a football team, I don't want Kirk Cousins as my quarterback, but we talk about in this league, Cuervo, who else are you going to get? And right now, the Washington Redskins are stuck in the middle of that. And the fact that they didn't really jump into too much as far as in the draft at a quarterback position, knowing what, hey, knowing the money that they're going to have to throw at Kirk Cousins next year, um, it's going it, to, the fact that they didn't really, really, really look at that quarterback position in the draft hurt them as well. But that next year, or the year after this one. So I'm not necessarily worried about it. I think Kirk Cousins is adequate enough to get the job done. Listen, I I, I think it's going to be eight and eight as long with the Dallas Cowboys. But I think the Washington Redskins are going to, you know, be the tiebreaker, and they're going to. I'm not making them much better than the Dallas Cowboys, but someone's got to be second, third, and fourth in this division. And like I said before, we started talking about health. The team I think could be, win this division could end up easily in third place as well, depending on what's going to show up. That having been said, Cuervo, the Washington Redskins, they're not a football team that I think is great. I think only one team in this division is going to end up in the playoffs, so you better win the division. Um, and unfortunately, I think the Giants are going to be that team. That having been said, Cuervo, I, I am worried about the running game for this Washington Redskins uh, team. If you're going to have Kirk Cousins be successful, you need to run the football. And I don't have a lot of confidence necessarily to say that the Washington Redskins are going to be able to run the football. It's a football team that I don't trust. And and that's what you get when you have the when you have a Washington Redskins football team that if you can't trust what they do offensively, defensively, you can't expect them to be the cat's meow of the division. But when you look at the Washington Redskins, they, they, they win games by field goals in one point. They averaged 25 points a game. They were giving up 23. Um, but 
Here's the deal, Cuervo. They're throwing the ball 300 yards on average a game, 309 yards a game. They're rushing the ball 106, but I think their rushing attack took a hit, um, and they just lost in the preseason to the Packers, which is nothing to be embarrassed of. But that having been said, Cuervo, whether you look at – you kind of briefly touched on the Washington Redskins a couple minutes ago. I did, Sonny, and I'll tell you honestly – I have I have no love for the Redskins this year. No love coming from me. Here, this is the deal. It goes back to what I was talking about earlier. You, you know, you get rid of your two best wide receivers. You have a tight end that plays half of a season if you're lucky. Okay, in Jordan Reed. Defensively, um, you, you overpay for guys a lot. Um, yes. Josh Norman is not the corner he used to be. And yes. I think that um, your one standout player is always uh, or also hurt a lot in, excuse me, in Ryan Kerrigan. So with that said, you don't like the quarterback you have. You're hesitant to pay him. You're hesitant to commit to him long term. But you don't draft a quarterback. You don't even look at, like you said, they didn't even look at quarterbacks in the draft. Not even, not even a look. So what is the plan in Washington, Sonny? What are we doing in Washington? <laughs> I'm the, I am the I am I am a Redskins fan, and if I had Dan Snyder in front of me, Mr. Snyder, what is the plan to make my team to make this Redskins team better? And you know what? I'm probably going to get a I'm going to get a look of oh gee I don't know or I haven't really thought about that or I'm going to get some smokescreen answer, some bullcrap answer that. You would probably give the media. Well, you know, it, 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 you know, we're 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 evaluating this and we're evaluating that. Really? You didn't you didn't draft quarterbacks, so what are we evaluating here? You, 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 it's obvious you don't like Kirk Cousins. It's obvious you don't want to pay him. Uh, yep. The money the money that he's I don't want to say demanding, but he feels he's worth. And so with that said, Sonny, so if Kirk Cousins ain't the guy. Who's the guy? If there's anything that a football team needs to know, what they need who's to the know is who, is who is my quarterback? Who is my guy yep. under center? And if you don't know that, then I'm sorry. Your team is, is going to be a complete disaster. And that's what I think the, uh, the Washington Redskins are going to be. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing worse than – well, not having a quarterback – a good quarterback is bad, but having a pretty decent quarterback that's pissed off, that's even worse because right. you don't know what, what's going on in his head. He might say, man, screw this franchise. I'm going to throw games. Yeah, I just said that. I just said that on this show. He might throw a game or two, okay? Just to prove a point, hey, idiots, you need me, okay? This is why you need me. And I think he's going to make a strong point in this season because Kirk Cousins seems like he's that personality, he's that type. He's going to let you know, hey, you you need me just as bad as I need you there, Mr. Snyder, yep. and whatever the GM of the Redskins' name is. We need each other. So let's make this happen. Let's talk some numbers, okay? All right? If not, then guess what I'm going to keep doing? Oh, oh. 
intercepted. Man, wrong read. Oops. My bad. Sorry. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's what and that's what you're gonna get. That and then you know what he's gonna say to them? You like that? Now do you see why you need me? You like that? I'm sorry. I'm just calling a spade a spade, Sonny. That's why I think this this Redskins team, I've got no love for them. They're finishing last. They are going to finish dead last in this division because I don't even think the leadership in this organization knows what direction they want to go. And when when you don't have a plan as an organization, it, it doesn't ever turn out well. So, you know, and that's why you continue to see the same teams be bad. Year yep. after year after year after year. All right. It's easy to make fun of the Cleveland Browns, so I'm not going to go there. But you've got the Redskins. You've got teams like your Jacksonville Jaguars. I think you could speak on them better than anybody. Like, okay, I think it's time we know is, is Blake Bortles our quarterback or not? Okay. I said no so, at the man. beginning of last season. They're just not – which scares me. I can evaluate talent better than the quote-unquote experts. It's thick. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at, Sonny, is you have to I – mean, you have an opportunity as an organization to have yourself a quarterback that not only knows your offense, but man, he he can win you a, he can win you some games. I mean, hell, he almost beat the Packers in the playoffs two years ago. Absolutely, Querfo. That's the huge point when you got a guy that can take the Packers to the limit. And, and I, I'm going to tell you right now, if they would have won that game, Querfo, that wouldn't have surprised me. Because of, I mean, it, like, and I talked about swagger. This guy's got swagger. This this guy last year, nineteen, almost twenty million bucks last year. Okay, this year he's going to make twenty four million. Okay, all right. So obviously, if the if the Redskins cannot figure out after two years and forty, uh, what what does it come out to? Forty four million dollars later, that that's not your guy. Who's evaluating talents over there, okay? Because if he doesn't have the talent to make $44 million in two years, what the hell is he doing on your squad? So that is huge. And by the way, they, but I will give him credit. They tried to give him a month. They, 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 they floated the number, which would have made him the second highest quarterback paid in the NFL behind Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to make $52 million bucks on a fully guaranteed uh, contract for, and, uh, for two years. Okay? They were going to give this guy, get this Cuervo, they offered him $53 million guaranteed or – $72 million in the event of injury. So part of it tells me, where is Kirk Cousins? Hey, if Kirk Cousins doesn't have a good year, he might have made the biggest mistakes of his career as far as money is concerned. Because if you get injured and you're going to be $72 million bucks and you're going to get that money, I mean, I mean, it's almost, it reminds, that was a dumb move on his part. I get what he's talking about, and I see where they're coming from. Part of it comes from Washington. Part of it was kind of like a, you know, it was a, it was a deal, but it was a kind of a backhanded deal. But 
when you're making money second next to Aaron Rodgers, and frankly shouldn't be there as far as the money is concerned if you want to spread the wealth out, that, that's given them some mad respect. So parts of it is on Washington. Parts of it is on Kirk Cousins. I don't understand why he didn't sign the contract. But that having been said, that goes back to what you're talking about, Cuervo. Where's this guy's head going to be when it comes week number one? Where's it going to be if they're close? I mean, it, it, it'll make your mind think a little bit more questionable about interceptions on what he may have seen or may not. Remember, Derek Carr, he signed a $40 million deal last year. Who's the better quarterback? Okay, he's going to get more money than Derek, for God's sake. All right, so you, you and not only that, Cuervo, his only competition in reality is to a backup of Robert Griffin the third, and they ended up cutting him. So there's no backup to worry about. What the hell is he thinking? Uh, <clears throat> what the hell was? Who, who exactly Car thinking or um, uh, Cousins thinking that guy should have jumped on that contract. The second highest paid NFL quarterback and he's not getting enough mad respect. I'm sorry. I mean, when you're making more money or could have, if you were signed the deal, more money than Derek Carr. Okay. And second only to Aaron Rodgers. What does he want? I, that, that's where I get to. What does this guy want? So, Parts of it is the Washington Redskins, but the other part is, Aaron, uh, you got to put some of this on the shoulders of Kirk Cousins, because if you're Kirk Cousins, if you honestly think that you should make more money than than Drew Brees, uh, how about the GOAT himself up in New England, you should make more money than him? You're making second only Aaron Rodgers? This guy should have been breaking his leg to sign that contract. And not only that, if he gets injured, he gets $72 million. Uh, You know, I, I don't know. And I think I see where the Redskins are. You don't want to sign that contract? Fine. We'll keep you one more year and we'll get you out. And, I, you know, parts of me, like I said, I think there's a little bit to blame on both sides, but I think Kirk Cousins in reality, when you think about it, all right, Listen to this, Cuervo. He's got good stats, okay? 41 starts, 65.6% for his passes, 12,000 yards and 41 starts, 72 touchdowns, 42 interceptions, okay? Now, that's a two-to-one ratio, I, you know, almost a two-to-one ratio. So, and not only that, he gets a next year. In 2018, if he does the, the uh, thing, he's going to get a 44% raise that – the Redskins are not going to pay him $34.47 million that he would get under the franchise tag. And I think he gambled one season too long, Kirk Cousins, because if he has a bad year, that money they were talking about in that contract is not going to be there. And, and, and Schneider is one of those guys, if you piss him off, you're, you're not going to get any reprieve. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I didn't necessarily know that uh, that it was it was uh, you know a situation where there was a legit like contract offer for Cousins. Big um, time. So that 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 that, that does kind of change my opinion on the whole thing. But I still say that you know <clears throat> that uh, they should have at least tried to come to some sort of agreement. Um, I, Make I it think sound as much as, anyway, right? 
Yeah, I mean, at least, at least, like I said, I mean, it's not going to be exactly what Cousins wants, and it's not going to be exactly what the Redskins want to pay him. But what that, they offered was fair, Cuervo. <laughs> what they offered you was know, fair if you're going to be the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL behind Aaron Rodgers. And obviously you're not the second best quarterback in this league by far. I mean, I think he's eight or nine, maybe, maybe. He might even be further back than that. Um, you should be happy that money's coming to you. And I, I'm I'm missing the whole Kirk Cousins deal. I really am. Well, I mean, I don't know what – maybe it was the, the length of the contract, which me it personally – Personally, I really – and we were talking about Richard Sherman earlier. I really like what he said <clears throat> about the whole thing of, of contracts and whatnot. I don't, I don't know if you know about – if you heard what he said. I saw but, it. He was he was talking about that. I think it was at the ESPY Awards show or something like that. And he had mentioned about, you know, guys getting long-term contracts. Like, if they were smart, basically what he was saying is, if they were smart, they would take the short-term contracts over the long-term contracts because, in reality, the average contract only lasts, you know, two to three years before it you either uh, get a new deal or you get traded or, um, you know, something like that happens or you get an extension or whatever the case may be. Like, if you were smart, you would, you would take the shorter contracts and, and try to maximize as much as you can instead of taking long term because you think about it, the market is, is, is changing every year, Right. So why would Absolutely. you lock yourself in on, on a contract where your value in 2017 is not going to be the same what it is in 2020, but now you're locked into yep. that six-year deal and you're still getting Absolutely. paid what you were worth three years ago. So, you know, with that said, I think, I think Cousins did make a mistake. If the offer is as fair as you, as, as you say it was, um, I, don't, I don't know the numbers, but – you know, like you said, it, do, it does come down to, okay, who's chirping in his ear? What is it that he wants? And, you know, why not take the shorter contract? Because you'll have the opportunity two, three years from now to get paid what you're going to, what you, you're worth two or three years if from now. If you're that good. Not, and you still make a lot of money in the meantime. Right. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I think, I think that was a mistake on Cousins' part to not accept whatever it was that the Redskins offered him. Um, so at the same time, though, it, it's, it's really going to hurt this franchise because now you've got a guy that is, is potentially going to be walking away from your franchise that could have led your team for the next seven, eight years. But here's the deal. If, if he's doing that to the Redskins, guess who else knows about it? The other 31 teams in the NFL. And you know what they're saying to themselves? Boy, Do we he, want he, that guy? <laughs> no, we ain't touching him. We're not touching yep. him. And, and I, I'm right there with you, Cuervo. My question about Kirk Cousins now, in reality, I didn't even think about it. Now, every time I see Kirk Cousins throw an interception, I'm going to want to know what's behind that. 
I mean, I really am. Um, yeah, and and that's that, and maybe that's me being a pessimist. But at the same time, you, you can piss off an NFL player, but Kirk Cousins getting second money to only Aaron Rodgers. Shut up and sign the contract, you idiot. Yeah. But hey, that's yeah. me. What what the hell do I know? Um, but if fifty two million dollars isn't enough for Kirk Cousins, you, you gotta you gotta be crazy. But I, so. And parts of me, as far as business-wise, I'm right there with the Redskins. Hey, listen, all right, let's see what we can do with them. And, and if not, we're not paying. They're not going to listen. The Redskins are not going to pay this guy $26 million next year to quarterback. I don't care how good he is this year. He, can, I think he can actually lead this team to the Super Bowl and not get signed for that money. I believe it. Um, but. I mean, anybody in their right mind knows that's not happening. But as far as the Redskins are concerned, I got them inside. Where do you have the, you have the Redskins last? Got them dead last, honey. No love. No love. No love. No love. So, unfortunately, that leaves me with the team I think is going to win this division. And it makes me want to puke and vomit. And, you know, it makes me – and here's the reason why. I'm going to get this out to you. Remember that Cousins was throwing for 300 yards a game, okay? Just remember that number, 309 yards. The New York Giants, who I think are going to win this division, gave up last year, Cuervo, only 18 points a game, 17.8 points a game. Where are they lacking an offense that only scores 19.4 points a game, and you got Odell Beckham on your football team. Supposedly the next gift to the wide receiver gods in the NFL. If he's all that good, what and we what did we talk about, Cuervo? We talked about this guy couldn't hit. This guy couldn't hit a baby in a crawl. Okay, in stride. And the fact of the matter is Odell Beckham should have more yards. The fact of the matter is Odell Beckham wanting all the money. I think he deserves it. No matter if he had a quarterback that could deliver the ball. Here's the deal. This football team with Odell Beckham Jr. averaging 251 251 yards a game, that's a joke. You have Odell freaking Beckham. Okay, but here's where the problem is, Square Ball. They have no running game. 88 yards a game. I'm telling you right now. That is the, that's going to be one of the problems. If there's a problem, you've got to have a running game. You, you got to You got to have some stability at the running game. The, the, let's be honest; they, they don't have it. They're going to depend upon Odell Beckham to win games for them, and that's a mistake because we really don't know what we're going to get from Eli. Is Eli going to average this football team only 17 points a game this season? All right. So here's what I'm looking at. The defense are going to have to win football games for this football team because I don't have a lot of trust in Eli Manning. I do trust Odell Beckham to catch some balls that he probably has no business catching, and he's probably one of the better wide receivers in the game as much that makes me want to puke to say that too. Um, but it, I, I don't – I mean, even by default, I really don't know who's going to win this division. But when I was looking at that number, 17.8 points a game and guess what they didn't lose much on the defensive side of the ball they didn't hurt anything they and they got some guys on the defensive side of the ball as well they didn't lose anything defensively they got you know i I don't know Cuervo 
This is a team that I think can actually – I think they're going to win the division. And, frankly, if they get the ball to go in their own way a couple of games, you can look at a football team that might be 11-5. and five. And, yes, I said that about the Giants, and it makes me want to vomit. But they got six games within their division. I think they're going to go 5-1 and one in their own division. All right, so that right there puts them on top of winning this division without a problem. And so – and. I'm not saying they're – listen, I'm not saying they're the best football team in the league at all, but as far as what they're going up against and the uncertainty that you get from the Dallas Cowboys, Washington Redskins, and definitely the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they're on top in this division. Yep, uh, I think they are too, Sonny. Um, you know, I, I just think – I just think they're solid everywhere. I mean, you look at their roster and – up and down the roster, it's beautiful for them. Yeah. I would say the, the, the probably the biggest concern, like you mentioned, is in the running game. Because yep. you have, you know, you got Shane Vereen, who's still there. Um, but you have a guy named Paul Perkins, who I've never heard of. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking at the roster right now. I don't know who that guy is. I've never heard of him. I've never heard of him. So, never heard of him. And, and that, and that's not that's not I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's a bad thing. <laughs> if that makes sense. It but, is. I mean this I'm may, right there I, with you. I don't know if I don't know if he's a rookie or you know, just a guy that just kinda just kinda came out of nowhere, but I've never heard I've never heard of a Paul Perkins. I know who Shane Vereen is. Yeah. Um Last Leg so, Shane Vereen. Yeah. So I mean that that to me is, is a concern for the Giants, especially you know, with the division that they play in, I mean, it's, it's, you gotta, you've got to have a running game, um, you know, and then you, you go down and you take a look at, and I'm sure you're, we're going to break it down a little bit, but the, uh, the Giants schedule, as soon as it pulls up, I know, obviously they, they have to play Dallas twice and they have to play, um, uh, who is it now, Philly twice along with the Redskins. So it's, it's really, it's it's going to be an interesting. Uh, hold on, let me see. I'm going to pull up their regular season right now for you, and I think they play the uh, the same division that the uh, that the Cowboys and them play as well. Cause yeah, it, exactly. It, it's, yeah, it's it's all it's all division. Um, where's it at? Son of a gun! You probably can get it faster than I can, Sonny, but. Yeah, my computer stops jacking around. Here we go. All right, you ready? Here, here's the schedule yes. that the Giants got going on. And, and by the way, you talk about th- those six games. They're gonna be they're gonna be brutal. Say whatever you want. They start with the Dallas Cowboys every year, and they're gonna do it again. That game is at Dallas. Then they got the Lions, Philadelphia, then Tampa Bay, then the uh, L.A. Chargers, Denver Broncos, and Seattle before the bye. And Cuervo, I hate to say it, because I think they can win a lot of those games. I think they go three and zero. I think or four and zero, maybe even five and zero. I mean, I think they can beat Dallas. I think they can. Detroit's going to be a tough one for them, um, but I think they can beat Philadelphia. I think they can beat Tampa Bay. I know they can beat the Chargers. I'd have no love for them. Um, Denver, that's going to be a fight. I, you know, up until I. I 
in their first seven games, Cuervo, I could actually see them going five and two or four and three, but I think more five and two because I think they'll beat Denver, I think. Um, yeah, just because of the defense. The defense alone for this football team is going to give them a lot of stuff they can do this year to make them look better than they really are. Because I don't I don't expect much after they win the division in the playoffs. They're going to be a wild card knocked out in the first round, in my opinion. But that having been said, their first seven games of the season, I think looks where they could be five and two, four and three at worst. And if you're the, if you are the, the Giants four and three at your break, that's really good for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll even take it a step further and say they'll be five and zero when they go into that game against against uh, Denver. Denver, mm-hmm. I can hey, I can see them being five and zero. I could see it. I could see it, and this makes me sick because Eli Manning will do something enough to keep his job again. Okay, where um, <laughs> where they they will get some what I call overinflated confidence in Eli Manning because he might have a decent season and he'll be the God's gift in New York again. Um, and, but, you know, Cuervo, you know, but you want to talk about a team that's going to, that has a horrible last five. I mean, they got Oakland, Dallas, Philly, Arizona, and the last week is Washington. I mean, that is a brutal five, even Washington, because if, if that game is a playoff game, the last game of the season where Washington has a chance to make the playoffs or win the division, that could be pretty. It, it, it'll all depend upon what this football team does within the first 11 games of the season, Cuervo, that, or uh, 12 games in reality because they got Washington again at, um, or earlier in the season in week 12. So the, those games, when they hit that first game with Washington will be very critical for this football team on where they end up because that's a brutal last, well, brutal last six because that Washington game, I think they're going to split either the first game or the second game. One of those two, they're going to win. One of them, they're going to lose. So, um, but, you know, Oakland, Dallas, that, you know, that all depends on what Dallas is going to be at. And the Arizona Cardinals, a good football team. It, it, it's it's crazy schedule for them. You know, I'm I'm looking at their schedule, Sonny, and I can see them losing only about four games. I see four losses in this in this schedule for the Giants. I see four um, losses. I see four losses that they can lose before Week Twelve. I can see them. Lo- I can see them losing to Kansas City. I can see them losing to Seattle. I can see them losing to Denver. And parts of me think that the uh, Lions could probably beat them. We'll look at that and see where they are at that time. But I can see a max of it four games because I think they they breeze through the rest of those games. I really do. I, as a matter of fact, I'm going to put it out there: the Giants are going to trump, and I mean trump, the Dallas Cowboys week number one. They're going to beat them by three touchdowns. Wow. That's uh that's a pretty bold prediction because here's the thing, you know, no matter what happens with this this Zeke Elliott situation, either way, he's going to be out that first game. Week 1, you will not see Zeke Elliott. And, yep. and, and week just, 1, he won't be in there. He'll at least get a one game suspension. Right. And um so with that said, they won't see they won't see Dallas again until week 14, week 14. and yep. 
and Zeke will be back for that game. However, yep. that game is in New York, so say what you want about that. That's going to be a tough game for the Cowboys regardless. So it's December football. They see him in week one, then they don't see him again until 14. So, um, But when I look at their schedule, Sonny, overall, I'm talking all 16 games, I see four losses on this schedule for the Giants. Wow. They, that's, and, how much, that's how much count. I've got a lot of love for the Giants this year. I, I look at that, Cuervo, and, and, and that, that kind of thing has to scare you because that just goes to show how good their defense is. I mean, really, when you think about it, that's how good this defense is. Cuervo, you know, we talked about what they can do offensively, okay? They're not going to have a running game. There's nobody worth a nickel on the running game. So that means Odell Beckham, they're going to win those games, Cuervo. Odell Beckham is going to pro- – I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think Odell Beckham could be the MVP of this league this year. Okay? Now, I know that's a tough statement for me to say. It hurts me to say that because he's just going to be that good. He's going to make Eli Manning the name again. Now, you're not going to be able to convince me that um, they're going to be they're, – they're going to be – that that Eli Manning is going to be top five. You still won't, and I don't care what kind of season he has this year, because let's say he goes off this year, the next year it, it, it's going to decline. Regardless, if he can have his best season of his career this year, the year after that he's going to he's going to fall flat on his face. But Odell Beckham is going to be the reason why I hate that. I, I hate even saying that. I think he could. I think he could be one wide receiver that could end up with the MVP this year because of what he's going to have to do. They're going to have to go to Odell Beckham um, in order to win football games, Cuervo. It's just the way it is. And I think and I think in this division is where it's going to be good for him to be able to do it. I, I cannot, as much as I like Beckham, Sonny, as much as I like Odell Beckham, I can't pick a wide receiver to be an MVP. It's just, it's I know you, so you long should. since it's yeah, and, and unless he breaks records, um, <clears throat> that's the only way I would pick him to be the MVP. But <clears throat> I don't see that happening. So, in reality, I think that <clears throat> as good of a season I think as he could have, um, now nah, I, I, he ain't going to win the MVP. Um, if anything, <laughs> this may sound crazy. But I think if anybody, I think you could put Eli up there. Uh, he, I know. He's got to deliver. Know. Someone's got to deliver the ball. I get it. So, you know, <clears throat> that, that's, that's something that – It makes that you want to puke, doesn't it? I don't – I mean, didn't you just I, throw up in your throat just like I did there? You know, I, I just threw up in my throat. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I had to uh, – I had to – you know, kind of make someone go back down, but um, yeah, I mean that that I I can see where you're coming from as far as like Odell Beckham being MVP. It's it's been so long though, Sonny. Somebody at the wide receiver position has won it. It just Wait, depends on how much to... he's hyped too, Cuervo. He's gonna. He, I think he's gonna get hyped all year long. They're trying to do it now with the one-handed catch in practice. I mean, they are trying to hype this guy. Bigger than than anybody I've seen in a long time trying to hype a guy, 
and they they are definitely trying to hype him up really good. So I I don't do you think know. It's, Maybe. Do you think it's the Do you think it's the league doing it to try and market him? I think it is. Absolutely, I do. I mean, you know, honestly, it wouldn't be the worst idea. And the reason I say that is because there's a lot. I mean, not you take you take ten kids. Let's say age, you know, ten, eleven, twelve, right? You line them up, and you ask them who their favorite wide receiver is. I promise you, eight out of ten of them are probably going to say Odell Beckham Jr. Right. I mean, he's got the 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 influence is there with the with the with the youth, um, because of what he does on the field. And right. when you can when you continue to post videos of him making. Yeah, palming a football, palming it. It's not even a one-handed catch. It's a he is palming the ball as it's getting thrown to him. I mean, why would you not market that? I guess if you're if you're you have to. Yeah, you have you to. Know. So that I, I can see where it comes from. The only way I could see Beckham winning it though, he would have to get like. 2,500 receiving yards and 20 touchdowns, and that would I think be the he's going to lead the league. I, I, I think he's going to lead the league in in receiving. I, I really do, and I hate to admit that. I, I really do. I I just I can foresee something coming up because it's he's got to be that guy. The reason why they will end up where they end up, and I think is winning this division is because of Odell Beckham, and that defense is going to be one of those things. That is going to be so huge well, that's, that it, it, it's well, going to be the reason why people will get that over uh, overconfidence in this football team going into the playoffs. Well, that's what I love about this team is their defense. I mean, yeah. when you have when you have guys like JPP who uh, is you know back to being back to being healthy, um, you know, with the hand and all that stuff. Um, but you got Landon Collins. You've got uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, you've got all, uh, I think they still have Oliver Vernon. Like to me, that, I mean that's. The, I mean you're talking about some big time, some big time defensive players all on one team. So, in reality, I mean, and on top of that, you've got Steve Spagnola as your defensive coordinator, who's very familiar. Yep. With very what familiar. Defensive. Uh, you know, and for those who don't know, Steve Spagnola is the guy that beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. So twice. We'll, we'll, we'll just kind of put that in perspective for a second. But and that's why I like that's what I love about this Giants team. Yes, they added Brandon Marshall, and that was huge. That was huge. Yes. Uh, On the and, other and side, I, I mean, Cuervo, uh, that that's the best one-two punch in the NFL right now. Well, I mean, Cuervo, I, I'm not a Brandon Marshall fan, but. And if anybody thinks differently, they're not looking at it. I hate Brandon Marshall, and I hate Odell Beckham. They're the best two wide receivers, uh, one-two punch in the NFL right now. And if not, if you don't think so, you've you got probably a bigger personal problem than I do on both of them. I hate Brandon Marshall. I hate Odell Beckham, but they're the best one-two punch in the NFL has to offer. And, it, and that signing to bring – Brandon Marshall to this football team is the reason why I think they'll make that go over. Because if they can't get the ball to Odell Beckham, they'll get it to Brandon Marshall. 
Um, and by the way, who can catch the ball on a dime, okay? It, because that's what that's what you know Elon Manning will do. He'll throw it directly at him, not lead him, but throw him directly at him. Not only that, he's taller than any of the uh, defensive players that are going to be there, so he can just go up and get the ball. So you know. He's the best one-two punch in the NFL today, right now, on the Giants, which is the reason why, another reason why I saw him winning this division. Um, not only that, Cuervo, when you think about the one-two punch on the defensive side of the ball, that offensive line, you've got to be good. You're protecting Eli Manning. You got they got a good offensive line um, that has been, you know, now granted, Eli Manning has a problem with throwing interceptions, and if you watch this guy, it's not usually when he's in the pocket, Cuervo. This is usually when he's in trouble, and he's like, it's almost Tony, Tony Romo-esque the way he does it. <laughs> yeah. Tony Romo-esque. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, but I, <clears throat> I think that, um, you know, we all know that the Giants have had their problems with the offensive line the past couple of years, uh, and it's... Um, you know, it's really hurt them because Eli's made a lot of mistakes. He's, he's been throwing a lot of interceptions. Yeah. I think, though, that it's it's starting to get better on the offensive line, um, you know, with, um, you know, with the guys that they have. They add DJ Fluker, who, for some reason, the, I think it was the Chargers or the Titans let him go. I think it was the, the Chargers. I think it was the Chargers. So, now he's a giant. Um and and that gives that gives the Giants some good depth on the offensive line. Yeah, that's exactly what they need. But I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a name that to watch out for Sunday in this offense, and that's the rookie tight end Evan Ingram from Ole Miss. Um, I think he's a guy that can wind up becoming the starter for the Giants. Uh, he's a very good pass catching tight end, and he's and he's quick. And I think that's what Eli needs. He needs quick guys like Beckham that can. Um, help spread the ball around because all the focus is on the receivers and they're going to sleep on these tight ends. And I think Evan Ingram can be a guy that can come out and, and really be a a major contributor to this, to this offense. So um, that's, that's what I'm looking at with this team. Watch out for Evan Ingram, the rookie. So that's, I like, uh, I like, I like what I see in him. Love it. It's going to be a good division. NFC, you know, it, it's so unpredictable. And by the way, all my predictions could be exactly the opposite, you know, by the end of the year. You just never know uh, because that's what it is. It, it, you know, the NFC, the NFC East is like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. And, it, you know, it, it could be one player that could turn the football team around in this division. It really can be. Um, but, I think it, what put me over the edge it was the signing of Brandon Marshall at the wide receiver position um, mm-hmm. to make that decision to say, hey, the Giants are going to win this division. It, it, it's one of those things. So um, as we look at what's going on, that's the NFC East. Uh, granted, we spent a lot of time with that. And, you know, it's the locals. So um, we're going to speed through the AFC West square vote. So I think uh, so are the AFC East, and the reason being – is because it's it's pathetic, um, <laughs> it, 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 extremely and utterly pathetic on what's going on there. However, there were some signings that changed my order. Cuervo, if Ryan Tannehill was going to start at the at the Dolphin for the Dolphins this year, I would have had them sitting smack dab 
right there on the bottom, Cuervo. I, I just could not see anything that made me feel good about the Dolphins. And, I, and I'm not saying Jay Cutler is the best quarterback. I'm not even saying he's the best quarterback that's available. But the fact that he signs with them, well, I, we're going to talk about Jay Cutler here in a couple minutes because I don't have them finishing last in this division. Um, this division is one of those stupid divisions that make me mad because there, there's one guy that took the team that I think is going to end up last in this division and just put them in the cellar, uh, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan killed my team that I thought had so much potential on the defensive side of the ball. Now they're nowhere to be found on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, I'm not talking about the Jets. I'm talking about the Bills. The Bills are a football team that I, they're at a loss for an identity, Cuervo. And I don't have a lot to say about this team because they're just not a good football team. And they're going to show it yet again um, this year. And the problem with that, which is what makes me mad, is because two years ago, defensively, I don't think, and I go back to the fact that the head coach uh, for the Jets should have took this Buffalo Bills job, um, I think they could have got a quarterback. Uh, that having been said, that didn't happen. And right now, I don't have any trust in the Buffalo Bills. Is there anything that you can look at as far as the Buffalo Bills are concerned? I know they signed uh, uh um, a couple of guys here recently here, uh, just actually today, they signed uh, Rory Anderson at safe, and safety, uh, Adrian McDonald, um, and that also uh, gave up two roster spots for him as well. Um, but Cuervo, this team has no identity, and when you don't have a quarterback and you're going to – it's just it's going to be ugly in Buffalo yet again this season. Yeah, it is, Sonny. I mean, Shady McCoy might be the only bright spot on, on this football if, team. If, if, that's, but, if, if you think he can do it. But, you know, I mean, they, they, did, they did trade um, indirectly. They traded Sammy Watkins away and got Jordan Matthews in return. So you get a, young, a little bit younger guy who is, can actually stay healthy compared to Watkins. And, you know... So that's that's a that's a guy that that you can get the ball to help make some plays, uh, but the problem is who's going to get him the football? Let's let's ask the obvious question: Who's going to get him the football? You uh, do we really have that much faith in Tyrod Taylor? Is Tyrod Taylor really? I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean. He might be the he might be the worst quarterback in, in, besides uh, Blake Bortles down in Jacksonville. I mean, or I, I, or, or, are, or are we relying on a rookie quarterback in Nathan Peterman? Uh, yes, is, is that what we're doing as as the Buffalo Bills? That's sad, you know. Stop and, it. and and I'm not and I'm not saying you know. I mean, it's it's you know. I mean, he's only he's only a rookie, so he can't really blame him too much but again plan what what was the plan to if it's not court, uh, Tyrod Taylor so what was the plan to get you a legit quarterback and let Peterman develop not a let's hey, throw him to the wolves exactly and, and by the way and Cuervo you know you were just talking about Jordan Matthews guess what he gets hurt in his first practice I mean it, it, 
it, it, it, oh, it's disgusting. Oh, no, not. I didn't know that. First, I did not know that. First practice, this guy goes out and hurts himself. In the first That's practice. Great. And thank, yeah, thanks for coming. Um, you know, it, it, it's one of those, you got a chest injury, and they are being very careful with it, obviously. Um, it, oh, so th- this is not a good thing. So you've got that. And not only that, how about offensive tackle Jordan Bills and linebacker Chandler Vajal uh, uh, did not practice Shoulder injuries for uh, for them, uh, you know, Cuervo, this team's falling apart literally at the seams, the joints. I mean, this team has got some problems with injuries, and they got Tyrod Taylor at the quarterback position. I, and, and I thought the Chargers were in bad shape, Cuervo. I really did. I, th- I thought the ch- Chargers could quite possibly be the worst team in the NFL, but I, I'm putting it out here. The Buffalo Bills will be lucky to win three, three games this season because there is absolutely nothing there. There's nothing that you can feel good about going into that. So when you look at guys that are injured, uh, offensive tackle Corey Glenn, foot injury, safety Colt Anderson, Foot injury. Wide receiver, Rod Streeter. Okay, foot industry, uh, injury. Safety, try uh, Elson, hamstring. Then Matthews with getting his. And then your offensive tackle, Michael Ola, hip injury. All of them not participating, not playing, and they are already off to a bad start. And I, I just, there's just nothing that makes me feel good. Hey, I'm a closet Buffalo Bills fan. I, I you know, I look at quarterbacks in in the day. I love me some Jim Kelly. I, I fell in love with the Buffalo Bills, but God, there has been nothing to get excited about the Buffalo Bills for the last twenty years. Never mind this year. I mean, this is a team that needs to just throw everything away and start all over. And it, starting with the head coach because that's a big problem there as well, Cuervo. Yeah. Well, you know. I tell you, I like Sean McDermott. Um, you know, he's got he's got a strong background. He was in Philly with the late Jim Johnson, with that defense took over it. Yep. Uh, and, th- and then he moved on to Carolina. He was uh, he was Ron Rivera's DC when they went to the Super Bowl two years ago. So, um, you know, th- that is the one thing I do like. Uh, I think Buffalo's defense can be better. It's going to look better than it has the past few years. So that's why I don't necessarily have them finishing last. But, um, you know, but it, it, that's really – that's the only positive, really. Plus, you know, like I said, Shady McCoy is, is, is looking like the old Shady McCoy. I mean, he had a great season last year. So we'll, we can, we'll see if he could do it again. But, yeah, you're right, Tony. I mean, other than that – I mean, the injuries that you just mentioned is is brutal for them. I mean, yeah, it's like a walking mash unit out there. I mean, it's not good. Walk with all the foot injuries. Yeah, absolutely. And and not only that, Cuervo. Now you mentioned that they wouldn't finish last. And who do you have last in this division? It's probably my team that's in third. Uh, Probably. Yep, Gangrene. Yep. I, I got the Jets in third place, and it, and it, it's just looking down the roster, Cuervo. You know, it, it's got to make you want to puke if you're a Jets fan. 
I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to be that much better than Buffalo. Um, it, just more in the fact that there's not – I mean, I looked at the roster Cuervo, and I, I felt like I was in a scene of Major League where, I, where, I, where they go, who the fuck is this guy? Uh, same thing with Buffalo, but in more than but who the hell is this guy? I have no clue who these dudes are, and they're picking them up right and left. I, I, you know, and as much as I love the the coach of the team, it's slipping my mind. He used to be defense coordinator for the Cardinals. I, I told him Todd to Bull. take that job. Of, yeah, Todd Bowles should have been, and Todd Bowles should have took that Buffalo Bills job, and he would have a team that could be on the cusp of the playoffs. Obviously, you heard me not say win the division because that was just not going to happen. Uh, but right now, where the Jets are, as well as the Buffalo Bills, they're lost in oblivion as far as this division is concerned. We all know who's going to win the division. But, I mean, my God, when Jay Cutler can come in, okay, and take over this football team in Miami and pull them into second place, I'm telling you that's what Jay Cutler did, by the way, because the Dolphins aren't that much better than anybody else in this division. But it's pretty sad when you start talking Jay Cutler's upgrade to your franchise quarterback in in Miami and with Ryan Tannehill on the shelf. <laughs> well, I tell you – Cutler's probably They're going to win more guy. games with Cutler than they did with Ryan Tannehill if, if he was healthy. I promise you. And, and, hey, Ryan Tannehill should be lucky he got injured this year because he knows he's going to have a job next year because he's not going to play this year to show how bad he really is, and they'll cut him. So he's lucky to get this injury because he at least has one more year in Miami. And after that, and then he'll be gone. It's, it, it, I'm telling you right now. You cut this guy, cut this guy loose now because he ain't going to do anything. Go get a quarterback now. Go get the uh, backup quarterback over in, 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 uh, in Cincinnati. Bring that boy down there. Give that guy the backup job. And, keep, and you want to hear something? You want The starting quarterback for the next two years should be Jay Cutler because Jay Cutler is going to lead this team into second place in this division. They'll go eight and eight, and guess what? Eight and eight will be looked up as an improvement. That's how sad the AFC East is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, it's it's not good, Sonny. Not good at all. But it, it, you know, it's in my opinion, I think. Cutler's probably the one guy that could have came into Miami and really don't, you don't miss a beat. Uh, exactly. The only thing, the only thing is the obvious stuff and that's stuff that can get handled in practice as far as getting the timing down on the rot and the routes and all that working yep. with the receivers. And, you know, now the problem is I want to say it's Jarvis Landry. I think he's either hurt or he's going through some sort of legal matter where he may not, be there for the start of the season. Uh, but I thought I read something where that Landry hasn't really been around. Uh, so un- unless it's, unless it's something that I misunderstood, but um, that's, that's what I, uh, that's the only thing I would say about um, the receivers in Miami is, is I'm, I mean, Jarvis Landry is your number one guy, but he hasn't really been around from, from what I'm understanding. So, um, it'd be good to get him back there, and you know. Yeah, he he's on that domestic. 
he's on that domestic violence thing going on with a battery against his girlfriend. So um, he's not, he's not going to be there for the first six weeks either. So that guy's gone. Six weeks. Boom. Done. So um, that's going to, you know, and not only that, the Dolphins might cut this dude because the Dolphins can ill afford having that kind of thing going on. They don't need anything. And I don't think after everything that's going on, this guy was looking to be a guy that could maybe get an extension. But like you said, dealing with off-the-field issues is something that the the Dolphins don't need. Um, you know, I'm not – I'm just saying, you know, it, it's it's all about – perception when it comes to the NFL because Zeke Elliott, no charges filed against him. The NFL goes, hey, you might be able to get beyond a preponderance of the evidence, but to us it's clear. This one here is basically the same thing. The girlfriend said he never hit her. Um, so, I, you know, it just all depends on what's going to end up happening. Uh, you put us in the, you put us in the limelight for domestic violence. We're going to suspend you regardless how it looks. And, re, you know, regardless of the situation, uh, whether a woman's trying just to get revenge against you or not, you're going to end up getting it all set and ready to go. And he was in his final year of his rookie deal. He was only going to make a, uh, 993 million, uh, 993,000 for this season. Um, but he had the potential to be up there in the money, but, uh, with the latest legal thing that he's got to go through, it's going to affect how much he's going to be paid regardless wherever he goes. Right, right, right. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's really, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's, you're guilty and you, you're proven innocent in the, right. in the, uh, in the NFL. Know. Yep. It's going to cost you money. It, it's, it, it, it's, it's going to cost you money every single time. If you're going to be in the limelight for uh, domestic violence, you are going to be suspended. It's going to cost you money. And the NFL is not afraid to say it straight out to every player that plays for them in this league. Uh, you get us you get us in the limelight for domestic violence. And not only that, Cuervo, it's six games automatic. Once it comes down, you can't you're not supposed to be able to appeal it like Jerry Jones is, uh, but um which tells me it's not necessarily something that you can't appeal. If Jerry Jones can do it, anybody else can do it. But um, you know, it, it's it, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens, you know, as far as that is concerned with him. But I mean, but you look at this division, it, it's the Patriots to lose. The, the Patriots can lose seven games, which they haven't. I, God, I can't remember. Cuervo, I can't remember last time that the Patriots lost seven games. They could go nine and seven and win this division. That's how bad the rest of the team is. Um, but maybe eight and eight will get the job done in Washington or in Miami. Jay Cutler will help them win some games this year. That's why I don't think an eight and eight is a big stretch. Seven and nine is probably more more than likely, uh, but if they win eight and eight, it wouldn't surprise me. And with the with the Patriots going again, eleven and five, and winning the division easily. You know, honestly, Sonny, I, I think Miami could be a little bit better than than eight or nine wins. I could see them winning ten. Um, anything more than that, though, probably not going to happen. So, um, but. You know, I think I think Miami is going to be a little bit better than people think. 
Um, just because, like I said, I mean, this, you know, the whole Cutler factor of him him knowing the offense, the only downfall I see to that is he doesn't really know the guys he's playing with. So uh, hopefully he's got enough time to, you know, get to know these guys from a timing standpoint and he can get the timing down on routes and, and all that good stuff because, yeah, it, it makes all the sense in the world. You're right that, you know, he knows the offense and he likes playing for Adam Gase. He's one of the very few coaches that Cutler actually respects, which is a big deal. Um, you know, but that all that doesn't, it doesn't mean anything um, unless he can work well and he's got that good rapport with those receivers and the offensive line and, and the offense that he's going to be working with. So, you know, we could talk all day about how he knows – we could talk all day about how he knows the offense, but if he can't get them the ball in time or he cuts a route, a route short and he throws, an, you know, a, 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 an interception to lose a game, then what just happened? Oh, same old Cutler, right? That's what we're going to be saying. Same old Absolutely. Cutler we saw in Chicago. That's – so – Listen, if if anybody is expecting, you know, a big turnaround in who Jay Cutler is, um, come back to reality, guys, okay? I mean, he sucked in Chicago for a reason, okay? And when you look at the personnel for Miami, it's not that much better. But as far as getting back into the game, I'm telling you, Cuervo, this was the only place he could go. Um, and so maybe if his mind's a little different and ready to go, maybe he can d- do something to stir the pot a little bit for, for the Miami Dolphins. Like I said, eight and eight, nine, seven, I, you know, I don't put that past it. That's if Jay Cutler can be Jay Cutler that can win ball games. If this is going to be the same guy that makes the mental mistake after years and years in this league that he has, and he continues to make the same mistake over and over and over. It's very clear what he can say. This guy is just now washed up. You want to talk about this guy's getting a second chance when quite possibly he wouldn't have gotten anywhere else in the NFL. Yeah, and on top of that, I mean, yeah, and on top of that, I think um, Cutler wasn't going to come out of retirement. For any other team, like I mentioned before, if any other team would have been calling, asking for his services, he would have said, thanks, but no thanks. Um, but because of the fact that it's the Dolphins, it's Adam Gase, he's like, you know what? Okay, I'll do it. Oh, and by the, oh, and not to mention uh, no state tax in Florida. So that kind of helps out too. So that's 10 million bucks. Oh, yeah, that's 10 million bucks. By the way, I think I think is 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 a great price tag in Miami's oh, yeah. favor. I think I think Miami is is really. I'm not going to say they're they lowballed Cutler, um, but boy, I mean, for a guy that was getting paid twice as much last year in Chicago, Miami did a good job in in, in getting him to agree to that low of a number. Because I agree. really, I mean, you're not you're not really committed to Cutler, even if something happens this year. You're not, you know, if you're the Dolphins, you're not screwed financially. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can go out and you can 
you can make something else happen. You can make a trade, or you can sign another quarterback, or whatever the yep. case may be. So, incredible. Really, the only I mean, team I've seen them being able to go to really in reality would have been in backup fashion. I think I think he could have he probably been pulled. Out. I think he would have he for only one team. I think there's only one team that he would have done it for, Atlanta Falcons. And Cuervo, and, and, and I say this because Matt Ryan, it, you know, Matt Ryan, I, I don't know what I feel about this guy. That Super Bowl, man, that left a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, bad about this guy. That having been said, I think the Atlanta Falcons job would have been the only backup job that he would have taken because I think, I think Matt Ryan, and I'm going to put this out there. I think Matt Ryan, I think he is in trouble as far as his job is concerned in Atlanta. I know that sounds ridiculous when I say it out loud, but think about what happened in that football game in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Cuervo, yes. There's no reason why that this football team should not be the defending, reigning Super Bowl champions. None. But, except for mental mistakes that were made in that game, at critical points, Cuervo, not only that, a lot of that has to go on play calling. So you got to give a little bit of that to the coaching. But say whatever oh, you want, you've still got to deliver. You've got to deliver the ball. You've got to deliver the ball. And I'm telling you right now, I think Atlanta might have made a mistake by not going after Cutler. I'm not saying – I'm saying, Jay Cutler, there's only two quarterbacks that would have probably been the guys where you want to grab up. Jay Cutler's one as a backup. The other would have been Tony Romo, but Tony Romo's got that gentleman agreement with Jerry Jones. He ain't going nowhere. He's going to the booth of the Dallas Cowboys, period. Uh, So those – and I think Atlanta – I'm worried about Matt Ryan's mental portion of the game. And you want to talk about coming off of the Super Bowl, you know, we'll find out what kind of real quarterback Matt Ryan is. Listen to us. We're not even talking about the Patriots who know we're going to win this division. We don't even need to talk about it. And we're already on another another division and other teams. That's stupid. Uh, That's how bad this division really is. And I'll put it out there. The, the, the AFC East is the worst division in football, except obviously one football team. <laughs> Which is, you know, the champions. So, um, yeah. so but yeah, it is I, what I, it is. I know. Yeah, it is. Uh, but, you know, kind of going off of what you were just talking about with Matt Ryan and whatnot, uh, I think a lot of it should go, I think more than what already is being put on the coaching should go, should be put on the coaching because, I agree. You know, you, you have to – I mean, you have to apply some common sense at some point. If you're up Sometimes. 25 points with 20, 20 minutes to go in the game or 20, 21 minutes to go in the game, uh, and you're going to try and throw – you're going to try and throw the ball? To That's me, stupid. I mean – And not only that, the running back is name slip in my mind. This is a badass. And he should have had that Devontae ball in that guy's Freeman. hand. Thank you, Freeman. Devontae that Freeman. guy, there should have been nobody that had that ball in his hand except him. I mean, it, it was stupid. That that Super Bowl was in hand. And, and, and frankly, the fa- I, and I don't know. 
I, it's a good thing I wasn't the general manager of this football team. I might have fired the coach. I know how stupid that sounds when I say it, but I might have fired the coach. I mean, you, you can't go into the Super Bowl, be up 21, and give the freaking game away. That's got to follow up under one hat, and that's the head coach. Now, I know, there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of parts of the hat. There's the actual hat, there's the brim, and there's the adjuster in the back. I get it. But I, I, I might – maybe Arthur Blank is smarter than I am, and I'll put it there. But I'm going to tell you right now, there would have been discussions on letting that guy go. I'm sorry there would have been. Come on, letting Dan Quinn go? Absolutely. I know that sounds stupid. I know when I say that ahead of time is stupid because he's a defensive – I get it. I know how dumb that sounds, but you can't lose in the Super I mean – they had that game so much in hand. Arthur Blank went down to the field in the at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Cuervo, I mean, uh, yeah. It, 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 yeah, I mean Arthur. Yeah. I, I mean Arthur Blank even seen the Super Bowl trophy in his trophy case in Atlanta. Yep. No, you're right. I mean, it, it just it just really it just came down to. Uh, you know, and it's weird. If they would have won you know, one of those series is at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. One of those series that they had the ball on the offensive side of the ball, they would have won that football game. It's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. But here's you know, here's what I find funny about the whole thing is, and we've talked about the Falcons in the past, right? Yeah. We talk about the Falcons. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, so maybe 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 I'm just thinking things in my head and that I want to believe certain things. But when we used to talk about the Falcons, we used to always, there was always one word that came to mind. Every time we talked about the Falcons, when it came to big games, uh, you know, the one word that always came to my mind, and, I, and, and I'm pretty sure it came to your mind as well, conservative. Absolutely. All right. We always, we always felt, that the Falcons were always too conservative. Well, in the Super Bowl, it would have been nice if they would have been conservative. And it cost it them. Cost them. They got, yeah, it did. They got too aggressive. You know, they got way too aggressive because they're like, this is the Super Bowl. We got to go for it. You know, there's no tomorrow. Well, you know what? And it's the Patriots. Yeah. Let's let's slaughter them and make and make us the next dynasty to talk about. Yeah, their egos got in the way of them there, big time, Cuervo. You're right. Right. You know, again, if there was one time that Falcons fans would have wished that they were conservative, it was at that moment, and they didn't. I agree. It. So, yeah, I, it, I just to it, me, I find it very. It's a coincidence. It's it's very weird, ironic that. That's what the Falcons have been known for, is being yep. conservative. And the biggest game of their franchise history, they were anything but conservative. So it's a bad time to it's, it's a bad it. time to shift, Cuervo. You know, sometimes when you go first to second, there's the right time to shift. You know, if you if you're doing it manually, and this is a team that decided that they'd stay in first gear, and and guess what? They ran they drug down the transmission. 
which is being what they would have been able to do to win that football game. And it came at the worst possible time, obviously. And now, you know, Tom Brady look, you know, looks like a genius. I mean, I, I'm going to say it this way. Okay. The Patriots didn't win that Super Bowl. The Atlanta Falcons gave that game away. So, you know, and I've always decided to wait on that opinion, but the more and more I thought about it, obviously, you know, talking about what we're talking about here, it's so obvious to me. The Patriots didn't win that game. The Atlanta Falcons gave that game away. Um, As much as, and you know me, Sonny Sonny Clark, he's the GOAT. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Um, but you, you, you just can't give Tom Brady that opportunity to do what he does best, which is win football games. You just can't do it. And that's what the Atlanta Falcons did. Left it open, left it open wide open for him. So, um, and, right. uh, that, that's going to be something that you're going to have to look at tonight. I, I think, isn't, um, uh, the Giants are on Monday night. Um, for Monday Night Football, right? Aren't they playing? Yes. I forget. They're 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 going to clobber somebody. Cleveland. I forget who it is. Ah, yeah, I knew I knew it was something. Um, I, when I first saw, I couldn't remember it. I I try to forget the Cleveland Browns as much as possible. So there it is. So well, Quirinball, you know, unfortunately, I would love to be able to sit and uh, do this uh, for another half hour, but I do have business to do, which is the reason why I started at 930 this uh, this morning. So I, I got to go ahead and take care of that business, but um, it's it pretty easily to figure out what the AFC East was all about. So um, I was, I'm glad at least we were able to get that done. So, um, so next week we'll probably do the same thing, nine or nine thirty. Uh, as we're getting closer to the season, we're obviously going to start kicking it off at nine o'clock. So that's what's going to end up happening. So, uh, y'all good, Cuervo? Are we ready to rock? And we'll see you next Sunday. Uh, right now, yes. Awesome. So next Sunday, it'll be 9 or 9.30 because I've got a little business to do before the season starts. We'll be doing 9 to noon, week number one of the NFL. We'll talk all the games and everything else next week. Who are we doing, Cuervo? Well, I'm feeling uh, I think we should go up north. Go up north, AFC, NFC North, next week, Sunday, on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Don't forget about Friday, live remote Rowlett Eagles preseason show coming to you live from Dickie's Barbecue at Rowlett, uh, mark that, the George Bush in the 66. Everybody have yourself a great Sunday. We'll check you next, well, definitely on uh, Friday. You're on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You've been listening to that being said. We're out of here. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.